International Women's Day means different things to different people, but the global focus on equality and celebration is clear. From the early 1900s, with the almighty and tenacious suffragettes who forged purposeful action for equality, to today, to modern day suffragettes, female, male, all genders, let us continue the work. Let us recognise, honour and celebrate the important and impressive achievements of women globally. As we celebrate International Women's Day this 8th of March 2021, I'd like to take this moment to thank everyone, both male and female, within the surveying and spatial industry who have supported me and contributed to not only my normal podcast series, but to this podcast, a special one for International Women's Day. For those that have supported in one way or another, and I'd like to thank all the professionals out there from our industry who have, at one stage or another, during all of our journeys, that have provided support, guidance and encouragement. We work in a male-dominated industry, where the tasks of fieldwork, drafting and leadership are possible by both genders. I'm Peter and I come from Vincentia in Jervis Bay. I've lived in Sydney for about 28 years. 26 of those I've spent in the surveying industry. This podcast is my side hobby. It's where I get the opportunity to speak to some amazing people within the industry from all over the world. I hope that their stories encourage and inspire you. I've had various positions during my 26 years in industry and I'm currently a project manager and senior surveyor at Cardinal. My position in the company is to manage teams of surveyors on projects and liaise with the clients and stakeholders, while maintaining budgets and ensuring milestones are met. I don't get to go out in the field very often anymore, so it's always a good day when I get to go adventuring with my team to new places. I hold an Associate Diploma from TAFE and a degree in Adult Education. I was attracted to the industry by chance after a hiatus from my university nursing degree. When I applied for two courses, both outdoors, landscaping and surveying. Now landscaping was four years part-time while surveying was two years full-time. So I chose surveying. It was going to take less time to complete. It's that simple. And it's a choice that I made and it's a choice that I have never regretted. Every career has its challenges and at the start of my career I had been turned down from a few applications in small companies. I feel that that was due to my gender and being a single mum. I was lucky enough though to gain a summer job in the government sector and this set me in good stead for future jobs. Most of my career was in the cadastral and small construction areas. The construction is where I found my job the most challenging. When I began as a young woman working on construction sites, being the only female and, well, copying a bit of harassment. 
but I was okay with it because I grew up in a street full of boys, I had an older brother, and I knew how to give it back. So it didn't take long to earn the respect of the guys on site. These days, I can happily say that things certainly have changed over the years. Now, throughout my career, I have been supported, supported by some amazing male surveyors who accepted me with open arms and have helped me grow as a surveyor. It's only been the past year that I've had the privilege of working with other female surveyors. Now, what I love most about this career is that every day is different. You get to experience different places, different challenges. You get to meet new people and have that feeling of satisfaction when you drive past that new building and know that you help build it from the first peg in the ground to the last bit of ink drying on the plan. Now, I believe wholeheartedly that diversity is good for a company, but I also believe that you need the right person for the job, not just have a person in a position because you need to keep a certain quota. I also believe in supporting people no matter what your gender is. So I'm here to share the message about our fantastic profession. I'm here to support all who are in it and for those that are starting out. That's what my podcast is about. That's what I love to do. Now we're here today because of International Women's Day. International Women's Day to me is a day to celebrate. It's a day to celebrate the achievements of women from all over the world. A day dedicated to honouring the achievements of women from different cultures and backgrounds. For the women throughout history who fought for equality. To allow us to be where we are today. And to celebrate my family and friends for everything that they do and they achieve. I love our profession and I'm proud to be a member of the surveying community. I hope today that you take the time to listen to all the ladies I got to speak to. I hope you enjoy this podcast from surveyors and special ladies from across the globe. Hi Rachel, thanks for joining me today on Defining Boundaries. No worries, thanks for having me Peter, I'm really excited to be a part of it. <laughs> pretty exciting uh, time of the year for us I think. <laughs> it definitely is yeah it's fantastic to celebrate women in surveying and all the contributions that that women can have and you know and in all other spheres too for that matter not yeah. just in surveying. No yeah. that's right. So um, Rachel can you just introduce yourself and tell everyone where you're from? Okay, so um, I'm based in Newcastle. I live in Newcastle, mm -hmm. um, but I work in Gosford on the central coast of New South Wales. Um, so I've been in surveying. Uh, I'm a registered surveyor, I should say, yeah. yes. and I've been in surveying since uh, about 1998 when I graduated from Newcastle Uni. Mm -hmm. And and even at the time when I started, I wasn't even really sure if surveying was you know my dream job but I've been doing it ever since it's just turned into something that uh, I really enjoy it's, yeah. it's a great 
a great thing yeah yeah it is it definitely is isn't it so what company do you work for I work for uh, Bannister and Hunter at the moment so we're, it's a, a long-established firm in Gosford. They've been going since 1924. Oh, wow. So they have a, a strong history in the Central Coast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they've been involved in a lot of things down there. Mm-hmm. And, and we're a private firm uh, that we do all sorts of surveying. Um, no, no real one task. We get a real mixed bag of activities, but that's part of what I really enjoy too is mm. having such a variety of work. Yeah. yeah, not being stuck in that one little pigeonhole. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yep. Um, so when you went to uni, was it straight out of school? Like what attracted you to surveying? Yeah, um, well, that's an interesting question actually because um, so it was, it, it, it's definitely a good question how do people get into surveying in the yeah. first place. Um for myself, I've, I was in year 10 and had to do some um, careers experience and I had no idea what I wanted to do in year 10. My careers advisor had said to me, well, you're pretty good at maths yeah. um, and I have a scouting sort of a background. Oh, okay. So they said, you like the outdoors, um, why don't you give surveying a whirl? And I said, what the hell is surveying? And she said, well, go and find out, um, you know, give it a while. So I did a week's worth of experience there. And, and at the time I thought, yeah, it's okay. It's, you know, it's all right. I, it wasn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't equally, I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, at the end of year 12, another friend of mine had suggested getting into engineering. So um, I did a bit of that, but decided actually I didn't really like the engineering at all. So that helped me at least say, well, it's not engineering for me, but the surveying was okay. Yeah. Uh, my mum gave me some solid advice saying, why don't you give surveying a go to enrolling for uni? And even if you don't end up doing it forever, you've got something to fall back onto. So I just mm. went ahead and proceeded to do it. Um, and uh, and it was the attraction, I guess, of the indoors-outdoors mix that yeah. I really love. Um, and, and it turns out, yeah, I, I really like being a practical hands-on sort of person. I love the problem solving, which is surveying. Yeah. Um, I love, uh, well, one, one of the things I really love the most is taking someone from the very beginning of when they walk in the door uh-huh. to the very end of their project and being able to satisfy them, you know, particularly with a, a subdivision where there's so much coordinating going on throughout that project yeah there's there's a lot happening so it's really immensely satisfying mm. when you can bring all that together and use all of your skills and um you know work with so many different people along the way and get a good solution that really helps someone and and has a good outcome um for you know housing or land development that kind of thing yeah yeah no makes it's... a real difference it makes yeah, it makes a massive difference, doesn't it? And knowing that you were there right at the start and you've seen mm-hmm. it come through to fruition, it's like you know when you're doing a, a building or something as well. You know, there's an old house and all of a sudden you know you've done a detail survey and then you know everything's been pegged out and then you start going up and everything and by the end of it, it's like wow, you know, yeah, been yeah. part of it. 
been a part of that and made that happen and, and you can shake the hand of your client at the end. Well, maybe not these days. You can't shake the hand of some elbows and say, uh, you know, it's been a real pleasure helping you and guiding you through this process. This person who's quite often for us a mum and dad type person who, who has no idea what they're getting themselves involved in um, and and they need a lot of help to be guided through that process and mm. they use our expertise and our connections with other consultants to sort of make it happen. Our, our liaison that we do regularly with councils and all the other authorities, um, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. And at the end of it, these people say, oh, my goodness, and you do this all the time? Like how do you <laughs> juggle all of it? So, yeah. But the other thing I really love about surveying is, is not just the land development side of things, but the, the potential to go into other aspects. Um, you know, I love to tell um, yeah. high school kids, especially if I go to talk to like year 10 uh, maths kids yes. and, and say, well, actually in my last year of uni, my project was whale monitoring. So it's, it's nothing to do with with land surveying whatsoever or titling or, yeah. or detail surveys or any of the more traditional aspects yeah. of surveying, um, we were using our instruments to, to monitor the, the migration path um, of the humpback whales as they're going past wow. um, Byron Bay. So uh, <laughs> my, my fellow student, Alison Menden, who I have to give a shout out to, we, we were doing this project together. And it was it was just incredible that what what we could do with surveying and measure it uh, and provide the national parks with all of this information that they needed, and wow. to be part of that project was was brilliant. Um, yeah, it's it's just another example of what surveying can do. Yeah, there's so many different avenues you can go down, and what absolutely. Mm. Yep. yep. What would be the most challenging part of your job? Uh well. There's there's changes so often that staying abreast of all of the changes is definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so legisl- legislation, um, technology changes, you know, the equipment that we're using is changing really rapidly. Yeah. So you've got to stay on the forefront of that. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's drone technology and scanning and BIM and all that kind of stuff. So I don't personally get involved in scanning very much, but we've worked with some other companies um, to do sort of combined jobs. We will do more of the traditional detail-based data and we'll get other guys in with scanners and Mm. and merge data together to produce a really good product. So, um, yeah, staying in touch with all of those changes is definitely a challenge, Mm. but... Um, life would be pretty boring without challenges, wouldn't it? So <laughs> Most I think you just got to go with it, got to run with it. Yep, definitely. Um, so do you think that you play a role or you have an impact in relation to equality within our industry? Well, I'd, I'd have to just by virtue of being a woman in such a <laughs> male-dominated industry, I suppose. I, I don't necessarily actively... Um, go out of my way to change things um but i'm really proud to be a woman in a male dominated industry and um i get a bit of a kick out of it i have to say of being a bit of a rebel um in in that point of view if i go onto a construction site these days um you know i'll i'll make a point of asking 
where are the toilets? Is there a ladies' loo? Not, okay. not that I have any issues with, with, uh, with the guys on site. There's no issues at all. But yeah. it's just yeah. good to kind of make them think about it and say, mm, yes, we do need to provide something for the females on site. And that's, that's changing more and more. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I certainly like to encourage young women to get into surveying. I like to promote that. I like to um, to mentor as many young men and women surveyors as I can mm. uh, of both genders, not not just women but yeah. men as well. But I have a few student friends who I, I keep in touch with and just from time to time just check in and say, hey, how are you going and just oh, share experiences. So, yeah, it's important to do that. Really it important. It's, to do it's that. great that they have somebody um, who's been in the industry that they know that they're comfortable that they can go and chat with or you know mm. have a problem and they can call you just to you know get that assurance of you know what they're trying to do or you know whatever is um, really good having mentors within the industry. That's for sure. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, and it's quite fulfilling anyway being a mentor if you can pass on and I've, I've had great mentors in my mm. past um, that have helped me um, I don't know that I've, I've really had a female mentor uh, as such um, but I have other female colleagues that I don't necessarily work with in my office but that I meet up with at various events seminars and conferences and we always enjoy having a get together at that time but but the male mentors I've had have been always saying to me um, you know, they, they encourage me, they support me. There's nothing that that I can't achieve and they've always helped me to be the best that I can be. So I, um, you know, hats off to my mentors in the past and hopefully I can pass it on to others. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. There's some pretty, pretty good ones out there, isn't there? Definitely. definitely. Some bad ones, but uh, in, in the whole big area of our wonderful profession, um, everybody's so supportive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So if you could say um, anything to younger generations, which maybe you do because you go into the schools, um, to to the kids that have no idea or who who may be thinking of a career in surveying or spatial, what would you say to them? Yeah, I I definitely say that um, surveying has a lot of potential Uh, at the moment, the, the market too with jobs is such that there's still a shortage of surveyors so there's there's definitely no difficulty getting work for them um if they're if they're keen if they're enthusiastic if they if they have an aptitude for solving problems and they're practical natured type people who enjoy the indoors the outdoors the sky's the limit it's you know it sounds like a real cliche but um (laughs) But it's it's true though because true, you know with yeah. what we've discussed already, there's so yeah. many different areas that surveying can take you. Um, there, people need to measure stuff all over the world, whatever yeah. it is, it needs measuring <laughs> on a fairly constant basis. So, you know, it's 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 a fantastic opportunity for people to to take it and those those broader skills, the problem solving skills that that we develop. Um, are easily morphed into other other aspects, other fields. So it's it's a, such a good grounding for for many different other areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And what does International Women's Day mean to you? Ah, uh, well, it's really to me. It's um, it's really celebrating females and the the fact that we have it that collectively we've achieved a lot to empower women, mm. um, to raise the voice of women, to um, draw attention to the fact that there are still a lot of women who are needing to be lifted. Yeah. You know, in Australia, I think we're very lucky and perhaps you take it for granted where we have come from yeah. uh, in, in a position and there's a lot of women around the world who are not as fortunate as us, so we can't rest on our laurels. Um, I have two daughters and my husband is a fantastic support to myself and to the girls. Mm. And and like my dad, he's he's saying to them, you can be anything that you want to be. And being a woman is absolutely no barrier. In fact, yeah. sometimes I think it's a it's a gift that we have yeah. um, that 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 we're lucky that we we have you know some perhaps more emotions than some men that you know traditional stereotypes where we're maybe more empathetic or there's there's certain things that women can do and the way we think is differently that we can approach things differently that we can really um enrich society and it's it's fantastic that international women's day um highlights all the wonderful things that women have done and continue to do i i think it's just brilliant so yeah, it's, it's a really good thing. Yeah, awesome. Well, happy International Women's Day to you and uh, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story with us today. I'm very happy to do so and, and likewise, happy International Women's Day to you, Peter, and to all the other wonderful women out there. <laughs> thank Thanks. Well, welcome to Defining Boundaries. Today I, Hi, ha thank you. I have Dana um thank you for joining me today no worries thank you would you like to introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're from uh, my name's dana hay i'm a surveyor assistant and i work with ferris australia okay and whereabouts do you come from dana uh melbourne melbourne victoria yep. okay yep. so the nice cool state yeah <laughs> So you work with Veris, so that's a relative yes, company. Yeah, yep, pretty big, right in the city with our office. So yeah, okay. lots to work with. Nice. What? Um, so you said you're a survey assistant. So what does that yep. entail you to do? Uh, mainly assistant to uh, senior surveyors and licensed surveyors. Uh, particularly, I work on uh, re-establishments and then also um, as-built construction and high-rises as well. Okay, excellent. So yeah. are you, you're studying at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So I'm studying a associate's degree of spatial science. Mm -hmm. uh, that majors me in surveying. And that one's with um, University of Southern Queensland. So that one should take me about four years part-time while I work uh, full-time. Yeah, okay, excellent. So yeah. there's a, f a few people who do it that way through uh, online learning distance learning through university as well so. yeah yeah I find it great yeah yeah no that's great it's great that you get to work full-time while you're doing the study yeah yeah definitely mm. so you completed year 12 then to go to university yep 
that's right. Yeah, I came from uh, Albury, New South Wales, so a little town and finished year 12 and moved down to Melbourne to get oh. straight into the industry. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Um, what attracted you to the industry? Uh, well, for starters, I do have a father that's a licensed surveyor and yep. I also have two older brothers that are uh, not licensed but are um, senior surveyors as well. Okay. So that was a little bit of an influence. (laughs) (laughs) But I I really didn't think I wanted to do surveying at all until um, I just gave it a go, did a little test today with um, Dad, and, yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was everything that suited my personality. So jumped straight into it and loved it. Okay. So when did you you, um, spend that day with your dad? How old were you when you actually did that? Uh, It was actually a couple of weeks after finishing Year 12. So... Um, that was kind of the time where you're trying to, you know, get into uni, what do you want to do? And I just, um, decided, you know, I wasn't at school. I'll help out dad and see what this is like. And I changed my mind of what I wanted to do and just went straight into it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what were you going to do? Um, I actually wanted to be a paramedic (laughs) all the way, all the way through high school. That's what I wanted to do. And I feel like you finish school and, Sometimes you just go, no, that's not actually what I wanted to do and try something else. And then, yeah, I found what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, we're quite similar because I actually did a year of nursing before going on to surveying. So (laughs) I know it's totally different fields, but somehow you managed to get there. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's excellent. Um, So you worked in mainly so like the residential cadastral sort of stuff and um, construction sort of thing. Is that the main things that you do there? Yeah, yeah. So at Veris, we do everything. We have scanning, drones. We also have, you know, just general um, green fields. At the moment, I'm um, in the as-built. I will get moved around, but, yeah, just getting a bit of experience in the as-built side and, I really like it at the moment, so yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, that's good that they move you around and you get to try different things as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gives you a bit of broader horizons on what you actually, what sector of surveying you like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, What do you like most about working in our industry? It's, I like it because it suits my personality, it suits how I like to do things. You're outside, you're hands-on hands-on learning, you learn while you're out there, you're with someone else that's teaching you, you're always in a different place every day or you could be on a project for a little couple of weeks or a couple of days and then you also have that break where you can be in the office, you're using the new technology, drafting and completing your own project, it's really rewarding and that's what attracted me to it. Mm, okay, yeah, there's so many different parts to it, isn't there? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 um, I've always loved being, having so many different things and one every day is always different. You know, you might work yeah. on one job for a week or a month or something, but it's always changing and there's always a, something coming up that you've got to try and work out and things like that, that you're always thinking and looking at how it can, how you can complete the next, next uh, stage of, of the tasks that have to be done. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's always something new every day of. Or you've kept on your toes a little bit. <laughs> Keeps you thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the most challenging part you think of, is it, of your job? 
Well, the most important part is to get things very precise and correct, and that can also be the most challenging. So you can be out in the elements, you can be in the freezing cold in Melbourne, or you can be in the heat and you've got that strain on you, you've got cars around you and you're trying to set up, be really precise, and sometimes things can go wrong and that can be a little bit frustrating. So you can make sure you're always on the ball, always making sure things are correct. So that can be very challenging at times. Yeah, always thinking, always uh, paying attention to, yeah, what's going on around you. Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, as a junior surveyor, um, being in, not even being completed uh, your qualifications or anything yet, looking forward, do you think that you play a role or or will have an impact in relation to equality within our industry? Because it's very male dominated. Yeah, I hope so. I've actually, um, on my Instagram, I every now and then I'll post some things about surveying and I do get a couple of people like asking me, oh, what do you actually do? What is that? I have no idea what this industry is. And I've also had a few females um, that work in different places around Melbourne or um, are studying and don't have a job. So I hope that I'm posting a few things, I'm sharing a few things and I'm in the industry that... Um, other girls and other people are really getting interested in it because they go, oh, okay, this is, you know, I never knew this, but yes. it fits to my personality and I really enjoy it. So, yeah. 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 So. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's so nice to see uh, younger girls out there, younger women, I should say, not girls, younger women out there who um, really enjoy what they're doing and, and yeah. have the passion for, for the industry because uh, I've been here for a while and I still have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what um, if you could say anything to to younger generations um, who have no idea or who may be thinking of a career in surveying or spatial industry to encourage them, what would it be? That there are so many things in surveying. It's just not this boring kind of industry that sometimes can be explained to you. There are like... At the moment, there's so much new technology coming in. A lot of kids and a lot of younger people love using new technology and we have all this developing and drones and laser scanners. It's it's really fun to use and, you know, you're outdoors, you can be indoors. It's such a evolving industry and there's so many different things to do. Yep. Great answer. Um my my biggest thing at the moment is to try and get the word out there and let everybody know that it is something that anybody yeah. can do and it yeah. is enjoyable. Yeah. You have challenging yeah. days, you have hard days, you got to work in the heat, the rain, you know, things yeah. don't go right sometimes, but um, overall it is a very satisfying job. Yeah. Mm. What does International Women's Day mean to you? It's a big day for everyone because it kind of brings us all together. We can all kind of have our say on what we do in society and helping the community and um, really taking our part in saying, you know, we're here, we're doing this when, you know, a couple of generations ago might have never been doing that at all. So it's really kind of getting the word out that we're getting into these different types of industries or anything at all. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Happy International Women's Day and thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it.
We'll talk soon. Thank you. Hi, Elaine. Thanks for joining me today on Defining Boundaries. Oh, no worries. Pleasure to be here. So introduce yourself to everyone and uh, let them know where you're from. Okay, well, my name is Elaine. I'm from Ireland, but I've been working and living in Sydney since 2012. Um, we're based in, I work for a company that's based in the Upper North Shore. Mm -hmm. Gordon is a suburb we're in. So, um, yeah, my work kind of takes me all over the city, out of the city, all over, really. Yeah, and you've just been down mm. the coast, so that's nice to get out of Sydney for a little while. Yeah, there aren't that many away trips, but I'll always um, yeah, put my hand up to go on them. I, I love going away. You yeah. know, you usually end up working a lot harder, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's worth it just to see new places. Yeah, definitely. So your company is LTS Lockley? That... LTS Lockley, yeah. 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 yeah so are Gordon. they sort of a small, medium-sized company? Um, I suppose you'd call them medium at this stage. I'm not really sure how many. There's about, I think we've 12, 12-ish parties. So, um, you know, survey teams. Yeah, that's pretty good. Which is, um, like, I think it's, I think it's about 12 jiggers on the road. Mm. 12 or 13. Yeah, that's not too bad. And any other females yeah. with you? Yeah, well, there's two others with us. Mm. Um, actually, funny enough, none of them are Australian. Well, I suppose one of them is, but she's. Greek originally, but um, there's, yeah, there's a Greek and then Aggie, and then there's um Georgia who's a Kiwi, and then there's me who's obviously Irish. So um, there was five of us at one stage, but uh, just down to three, mm. they just just moved away for overseas actually for yeah right. Well, reasons. it's um, some companies have no women, and some companies have heats. It's yeah, it's unusual. Sometimes you just end up, you know. I think we've got four. Four, I think, in our company at the moment, just in all in the field, is it? No, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what is your position at um at Lockleys? What do you do there? Um, I suppose party leader would be mm -hmm. the yeah best way to describe it. Yeah. Just be I do I like I have a manager and usually just stick to working for one manager. You know, you do the odd job for different managers, but they try to keep you mm -hmm. kind of in teams and then um. I just get assigned a job, get a brief, that kind of thing, and then I'll either have an assistant or, or a trainee or I don't. So um, depending on what type of job it is, yeah, right. Depending on where it is, yeah. if it's like somewhere built up area, like in the city, you need someone with you, just for people walking into stuff or mm. the chance of someone nicking stuff or um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So the, yeah, that happened when I was down in Shell Harbour a few weeks ago. I had a backside nicked on me, which is the first time I've had anything taken. So um, of all the places for it to happen, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to happen there. No, definitely not. Do you like working on your own? I do actually. Like uh, sometimes you, you you would like someone to, to talk to, to chat to, but um, um, I'm probably a lot more productive when I'm on by myself. <laughs> Mm. Well, no, it depends. No, no, because obviously sometimes you're way more productive when you have someone with you because you need two sets of hands. But um, yeah, uh, it's a bit of both. Like some days you just want to just get into your own into your own frame of mind and just plug it out. Then other days, yeah, it's nice to have someone with you. Yeah, it just depends on what you're doing. Yeah. Uh so mm. what uh, what sort of qualification do you hold? Um, I've got a degree, so yeah. um, it's. The surveying degree in Ireland is a uh, is geomatics is the course mm. that um that we do over there. So um 
it's kind of um there's a lot of GIS in it. It's quite heavily GIS based, but um there's a good bit of surveying in it too, enough to give you an idea of what's going on when you get over here. <laughs> kind of. Fair enough. And how long have you yeah. been in the industry for? Um, I wasn't graduated that long when I came over here. So I think I graduated in like 2011. Okay. And then um, and then I was just doing short-term things. There, there wasn't much going on in Ireland at the time, work-wise. So, um, well, construction development-wise, there wasn't much going on. Mm. So I um, yeah, got a couple of short-term contracts just doing GIS work, which wasn't really for me. It was, I found it quite, um, quite boring, really. <laughs> but I was grateful for the time, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, two friends were coming out of Sydney, and I was like, "Oh, I'll go." That was just for a year, though. So um, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> still here and not leaving. <laughs> no, 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 planning anytime soon. Why would you leave the way things are at the moment? Back, back at home, anyway. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. It's shocking, you, right? Yeah. What attracted you to the industry in the first place? Um, well, I, I won't pretend I knew what the rain was or anything before. I, I just picked up all these different college brochures or uni brochures and um, just read up about different courses. And I liked the sound of this one just because it was, like I said, it was a mixture of indoor and outdoor, kind of practical, using your hands, like kind of problem solving, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it just sort of sounded good. And, um, yeah, I'm still enjoying it. So that's good. That's good. How long have you been over here in Sydney, Paul? Since 2012. Yeah, okay. And you've been working in industry that whole time? Yeah, so I got here. I sent out a couple of emails before I got here just to random companies I found on on Google. And uh, one of the companies was Lockleys. And then when I was here, I hadn't applied to anywhere when I got here. And then about a week or two later one of the directors rang me up and just asked me was I still looking for something so I started then yeah I think I started on the Monday that was on like on the Friday or something so yeah I've been with them ever since yeah well, that's pretty cool so, yeah yeah it'll be nine years in December I think yeah oh they must be all right to work for, work for then <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not, I might as well hang out for long service at this stage anyway <laughs> And what do you like working? What do you like most about working in the industry? Um, I love the um, I love the the variation of the type of work you do. Like for instance, I just spent a you know a week or two broken up down the coast, just traveling around a massive sixty acre field. Whereas like that's one type of work. Then I could spend a few days are we doing like internal measure ups for floor plans or nowadays you're probably most likely to be scanning those depending yeah. on how busy our scanner is you know but um sometimes it can take longer to extract the data and create floor plans if you've got a load of jobs like ahead of you with the scanner like you know we're still able to use this as a measuring tape so if that's yeah. all they want mm. but then if you, if you want to get the the information for a reflective ceiling plan all that kind of stuff it's handy to have the data there, mm. which you would if you scanned it. But yeah, or else I could be doing strata measure ups, or there's not as much of that nowadays, obviously. Kind of put a bit of a, a hold on a lot of strata development. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, or like boundary marking, not just boundary marking, but just maybe a little bit of construction. I don't, I don't do a whole lot of construction, the odd little bit. Um, so obviously just marking grid lines, marking out wet areas, that yeah. kind of stuff usually all they want 
Um, yeah, or just or detail levels. We used to do an awful lot of them. Not as many nowadays. If we do, they tend to be quite big. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, or idents, the yeah. old, uh, old idents. It's just that all the different things the that you know every day is different. Yeah, exactly. Like so, those jobs are all different, and then but you could still be doing one of those jobs for a month, and every job would be different because everywhere you go, it's different. Yeah. You no, know, you're never going to get too detailed levels that are the same as each other. So. Yeah. It is. What's, um, what's the most challenging part of your job? Oh, in general, um, challenging. Um, well, I would. In one aspect, weather can be quite challenging, and I don't don't just mean the heat. I mean, for instance, like wind. Yeah. I hate the wind. <laughs> I'm always terrified. I'm terrified of like um of my jigger blowing over. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's the wind, and it slows down jobs and stuff, and rain as well. Rain is, oh, like if the jigger gets wet, like one day my jigger got wet, and then I dried it out completely. It was working for a week, and then it stopped working. And I'm just like, oh. And then they're like, did you get it wet? And I'm like, maybe. And they're like, well, that's what's wrong with it. <laughs> so, um, it's a, oh, yeah, wind and rain is, is a devil. Like, it just delays everything. Mm. the heat can, is difficult too but if that's more so on your physical person but um you can get used to well it's not that bad there's a couple of weeks where it can be extreme but that hasn't really happened this year mm. um no, not more the, with the wind and rain yeah unfortunately mm. and then another aspect of it that can be difficult is the public members of the public can be uh, difficult at times <laughs> just like once they see a severe they know something's going on yeah and like you can't always you can't always say what's going on or sometimes you just don't know you're no, just like yeah. you're just like oh go ahead and do survey blah 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 whatever you know and you're just like yeah grand and um yeah sometimes you can't tell because it's for you know a da or something and mm. then they get and then they're like oh you probably wouldn't tell me even if you did know and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know all right <laughs> or else yeah you just can't tell them yeah, I had a bit of that then and where it just was all right. But um, there was some rumours of some bypass going in. I was like, I don't know anything about a bypass. Like, and I just I had so many people ask me about this bypass. Yeah, right. I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think a lot of times, sometimes the, the public, they kind of think because of the, the colour of your shirt that you work for the council and that you're employed by them or something. I don't, I don't know. And they're just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, doing a survey, what are you doing? <laughs> Can be a bit, be a bit testing at times. Yeah, yeah, been there, done that. It's, uh, mm. it's always fun, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I just like to turn the questions back on them. I'm like, oh, yeah, for a walk or whatever. And they soon, especially if they have a dog, I just start asking them about their dog. They they leave, leave soon enough then. <laughs> They're just like, oh, this one won't stop asking questions. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's my new tactic. It's working so far. Mm, yeah, great tactic. <laughs> mm. Um, as as a female in a male dominated industry, do you think that you play a role or have an impact in relation to equality within our industry in what you do? Um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know I just kind of just get on with my job I don't really think about those kind of things you know like I've never had an issue I've never felt like like obviously there are a lot more males and females in this industry but like it's never affected me it's never been a problem 
like obviously you get the you know people going oh you're doing your survey or whatever and that's it like I've never had anything aggressive or anything difficult about it yeah but like I I I do see a lot more and more females out there yeah and I certainly think it's a job that there's no reason why females can't do it Mm. Like any, you know, any job that's kind of hands-on, outdoorsy, like farming or any of the trades or anything like that, females are doing those sort of things for years. Like, so I don't really see why it's any different. Yeah. Do you have you ever had any any anyone any females come up to you and say, "Oh, what are you doing?" They've never seen, you know, someone on the street a female doing it before. Yeah, maybe not so much. You do get people in general doing that, but um, maybe. The odd person, like maybe kind of a school age, and yeah. like I, I've worked in a good few schools, and like some all girls schools and stuff, and I get a few of them coming up and asking me. Mm, okay. And um, yeah, I'll explain it as best I can. They generally they they're kind of I'm still explaining. They're starting to take steps away from me. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm I'm going on a bit. I don't know. I need to learn how to cut to the point. Oh, maybe you see their I just see their eyes starting to glaze over, and I'm just like, uh, she wasn't expecting this kind of answer, was she? <laughs> lost them, lost them there. Okay, so yeah. that, that that leads into my next question that I usually ask about: if you could say anything to younger generations um, who have no idea or maybe thinking of a career in surveying <laughs> or spatial, what would you say to them? <laughs> yeah, well, like actually, I have been to um, I've gone to a good few of those um careers expos you know the ones oh, yeah. out in Moore Park and yeah, yeah. and yeah so you do get either get them they're all coming up to you going what is it like and then um, so they all see the jiggers on the side of the road and stuff mm. so I just kind of try to say to them that it um it's for I'm like they create maps basically is like one one very simple way of looking at it so mm. like we we and when you say survey stuff they're like what do you mean and then I just like <laughs> I'm like well we <laughs> We record everything that's on the ground and we like put it onto paper or else we could take what's on paper and put it on the ground. But that's um kind of nowadays it's probably a little bit more of an old fashioned way of looking at it with all the new technologies. But that part of it was always done that still needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still a very simple way of explaining it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of one way that I found good i remember had this one kid i was in a primary school and this one little kid comes up and there's just there's three of them and they're like what's that i said what are you doing and i was like oh no i was like well no matter what i said she's like what and then i was just like okay well you know google maps and she's like nah i was like okay never mind (laughs) (laughs) i was like i don't know where to start with you you're way too young (laughs) never mind walk away (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've worked in those schools as well where I had the laser up on the wall and like a kid was like chasing the laser on the wall and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Or like you look up and then you see a kid running through under the, under the legs of the jigger. Oh, no. And play, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> gone before you could say anything. <laughs> yeah. oh. What do they say? Don't work with kids and animals. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, we're here for International Women's Day. What does that day mean to you? Um, what does it day mean to me? Um, I suppose just be proud of being a woman, that there's nothing we can't achieve. Mm. 
Kind of. I can't say I really think about it too much, to be honest. No, that's okay. <laughs> probably not a great answer, but um, no, yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> well, some yeah. people don't even realise about the day. So, you know, when you ask them mm. that question, they're like, oh, I didn't even know that there was a, a International Women's Day. <laughs> I know I know there is one. I just, I'm not sure when it is. I presume it's coming up soon because you need to get this podcast out. So that's yeah. about it. Monday. Oh, tomorrow. Oh, right, it's tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, for joining me today. Happy International yeah. Women's Day to you. <laughs> no, thank you. Same to you. And thank you for sharing your story with us today. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thank you so much for joining me today. No worries, Peter. Thanks for having me. So introduce yourself and um, let everybody know where you're from. So my name's Michelle McJames. I'm a licensed land surveyor and I work in government with the Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning. Mm -hmm. um, been there pretty much since graduating from a Bachelor of Geomatic Engineering and um, within four years of doing that, I obtained my licence under the supervision um, of another licensed surveyor by the name of Dick Terrence. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, four years in and getting all that experience—that's that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was very good. So I worked at Land Registry, so in the Titles Office, um, mm -hmm. was there for seven years, and then I moved up into a statutory authority for twelve months, um, managing the survey services for the Connections Project for Golden Murray Water, um, before returning to the Titles Office and then moving to the Surveyor General's Office, where I've been for the last couple of years. Oh, fantastic. So what, um, in your position as a licensed surveyor uh, with a government department, um, what what does your position entail mostly? Are you out in the field a lot or you're more looking after staff or how does your job sort of work? Um, I've got, um, it's probably the part I love most, I've got a really good balance. So I do um, some field work, some office work. I have two direct reports that are both um, One's quite advanced in their training, um, been a graduate, two graduates. So one's finishing their final year of uni and then they'll come on board full time. And the other one's graduated about four years ago and um, more than halfway through their training agreement to become licensed. I'm not their supervisor in that, but I am managing them from a day to day. Um, so I get a real good balance there. Um, so a lot of the field work can be from obviously full cadastral surveying to inspections to deal and make recommendations on how to best deal with land tenure and some issue um, issues relating to, to government land. So um, do a bit of uh, examination work to support the big build the big infrastructure projects as well. Um, deal with day-to-day -day email inquiries. It's probably my um, bit I enjoy the most is trying to help people solve some complex um, land tenure issues. Mm, okay. That's, uh, that's pro and you probably get a lot of those uh, those land issues, the boundaries and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I guess being one of the central parts and land registry not having um, licensed bays at the moment, we do, do deal a lot, especially when you're dealing with natural boundaries and coastal boundaries. So, um, yeah, there's some really interesting stuff and that's probably the, I think I've mentioned it before, I really love about the job, always learning something new and coming across different set of scenarios to to. to to navigate, which is yeah. really good. Yeah. So when you um, when you left school, and you did you go straight to university? 
Yes, so um, I actually fell into surveying. I <laughs> had a tough final year of um, high school and whilst I did quite well, I didn't achieve the result I was hoping to achieve. So went in tears to the careers advisor. He said, we'll just do this geomatic engineering degree and then we'll, we'll jump you across. You'll be able to jump across um, after your first year if you do really well and got into geomatic engineering and then never left. So what so, was it that you actually wanted to do? Um, I wanted to go into, um, well, not too dissimilar, construction management and project management. Okay. Um, I can't remember the exact title of the yeah. course I was looking at, but it was down that um, project and construction management um, stream. So not too dissimilar, but I really liked the, the, the diversity that the geomatics degree offered, obviously with remote sensing, GIS, photogrammetry, land surveying, um, there was just so much on offer. It was just, um, yeah, the spread was good there. It wasn't yeah. so pigeon. Yeah. I think that's the, the, the thing about uh, what I like to tell people if anybody ever asks me is that it, it's, it's not just your land surveying that, you know, you can have a career that's so diverse that you can go into so many different things. Um, exactly. That, that, you know, it's, it's just something that, can give you i've said it before you know you you can go anywhere with it and do so many different things so yeah mm. and, that, and that's the thing i guess that the initial project management and now i guess as you progress in any career you sort of end up potentially end up in that path where i'm now starting to explore that as well so i'm getting a taste of it so it's really good mm. yeah and you've been in the industry for was it 16 years was that right? uh yes so um so i did worked um, my final year of uni I did part-time and worked at a private um, company mm -hmm. and worked three two to three days a week plus finishing off uni so that was two years and then yeah I graduated in 2017 so um, 14 years full-time post-graduation but yeah 16 actively working within industry. Mm. What would be the uh, most challenging part of your job? Um, I think that the challenging part, and now that I've sort of reflected on this a bit, is the, is the fact that just when you think you can you get something and you understand, there's another scenario that pops up that challenges your thinking. Um, so whilst it's a challenge, it sort of makes the job really interesting as well. Mm -hmm. um, on a personal note, I, it takes me a fair a fair commute to get into work. So <laughs> I live in work in Melbourne CBD, but job's worth it so I don't mind it and the downtime on the train often is, is not a bad thing either and also it gives opportunity to get stuff done like emails as well so mm. um, yeah. side a side challenge um, a geographical challenge but um, but yeah I think that the constant learning um, is which you know you're not always necessarily comfortable and then when you are something sort of comes your way and you've got to re recalibrate or um, Approach things in a different light which is um, as challenging it is and it keeps it, everything interesting yeah well it helps you grow as well doesn't it they always say that um, you know you you have to have you know that that one foot in the fire to keep you learning and growing and challenging yeah. yourself to to better yourself so you know if you're comfortable and you're not learning so you, you kind yeah, of weigh well, it up I, don't you exactly and I actually heard that saying for the first that long ago that um if you you're not 
I can't remember how they, they worded it, but similar to how you just ended it, it's mm. if you're comfortable, you're not really learning. So, um, and whilst you can get comfortable, um, there's also plenty of opportunity to keep challenging yourself. So it's a challenge in it sometimes, but um, the balance is there. It's good. And I'm lucky to work somewhere where I'm well supported in helping achieve that. So um, whilst it can be uncomfortable, I'm happy to have a good support network. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's always good to have a support network and help uh, guide you and, and, you know, sort of lift you when, when you need it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have many females working in your area? In the um, our team has, um, well, what are we? That's a good question. Our team's 14 or 15 and there's four of us directly. So this out of the six, uh, six, seven licensed surveyors in the team, two of us are female. So we, um, you know, there's not many in the industry and there's only about 15 of us practising in Victoria. So we, we hold the numbers there. But um, our survey tech's female um, and we've just, our last graduate that came on was a female. So, um, so yeah, but the, the guys are, so we all get along and it's not really something I've ever really stopped to think about because I've never felt it, I guess mm. yeah yeah I think I think you you know sometimes you're lucky where you work because they they make you feel included they help support you you know that sort of stuff you know I've heard some wonderful exactly. stories and I've heard some really bad stories of you know people who have been discriminated against because they are yeah. a girl or you know treated badly and stuff and it doesn't you know yeah. it doesn't happen that much anymore which is really good to hear um you know, most of the surveyors I speak to now are really, you know, are, are happy to have female surveyors because they have that slightly different thought process or, you know, sort of thing. And mm. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, a lot, um, and I, I know um, sort of not immediately after graduating, but I remember when I did graduate, there was a firm that lived um, back where I used to live near mum and dad. Around the corner, I could have walked to work, so I was like very excited by that prospect. Um, but I knew someone who worked there, and they said, "Don't bother. Um, the only females we have are admin. Um, they would never look to engage a professional." Um, so that was really disheartening. And then went the firm I worked at while I was at uni, which was a bit of a commute. They had the opposite take. They they liked the different perspectives that um, having competent females. Can, can, can bring to their organisation so they're really looking to embrace it. So um, there's just a few, dare I say it, rotten eggs, but um, <laughs> the whole, whole part, um, most people embrace the, the perspective that good balance can bring. Yeah, that's brilliant. So we're here today because of International Women's Day. Um, what does International Women's Day mean to you? Um I don't think I've, to be honest, ever really thought about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Some people have, um, you know, really, really strong thoughts about it and some people, yeah, some people have said, oh, I didn't even know that there was an International Women's Day. Yeah. So, no, no, I'm very, very much aware of it and um, we celebrate it at work and I think it's a, it's a good thing. But, I, yeah, I guess I've never really thought about um, what it means to me. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, really answer that sorry <laughs> no don't that's okay that's fine yeah. um yeah. one last question um if you could say anything to uh the younger generations and to me that's you know your male or female i'm not uh, discriminating in any way 
between between them for our positions um, who either have no idea about our careers um, or or the ones that who may be thinking about it within the surveying and spatial industry what would you say to them to encourage them to come to do a job in surveying um it's 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 a career path that um i never saw myself going down but i'm glad i did um it has a lot to offer there's a lot of opportunity and diversity in the work you do there's a good balance of um being inside and outside so um and you can sort of make what you want of your career and work to your strengths so um there's a high demand which is good um but also even is um, from a cadastral surveying point of view, quite a small um, pool as well. It's quite a good network um, and you can easily get to know everyone and know who your peers are and really feed and learn off one another. Um, for those, I really enjoy the seminars and things that we get to go to because it is such a small profession mm -hmm. that you engage um, with people on a far deeper level and really learn off, um, um, pick people to learn off that you sort of, really draw off um, you know because obviously it takes rapport some of that learning um, and I think opportunity is there because you can get to know people um, in a smaller industry quite easily mm. yeah it's a nice spa spatial industry is quite big as well so well yeah <laughs> so yeah that probably doesn't answer that but um, I just think the diversity and you can really go anywhere with it and yeah. um, obviously the spatial sectors um, so I think someone said the other day spatial data is the new oil so yeah. It's um, quite, quite a lot of potential there um, and a quite a lot of um, development going on, which is exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, happy International Women's Day to you and thank you for sharing a small little bit of your story with us today. No worries, Peter. Thank you and thank you for doing this to raise awareness. I think it's brilliant. Hi, Amy. Thank you for joining me on Defining Boundaries today. Um, could you introduce yourself and let everyone know where you're from? Yeah, sure. So my name is Amy Steiger. Um, I've been working in the spatial industry for 13 years and mm -hmm. I work at Cardinal Danny Wollongong. Yep, so she's my Cardinal sidekick in the spatial <laughs> sector. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, so 13 years. Um, yeah. Where did you start off? Um, so I've been at Cardinal my whole career actually oh. so I started they took me on as a, a grad when my last year of uni yep. um, so started doing some GIS stuff as a as a casual did some GIS subjects at uni and thought it was pretty cool and got into it um, did some work experience with a friend mm -hmm. um, and then and then got into it after that and yeah right that's that's yeah awesome. what um so what did you study at uni I studied a Bachelor of Science at Wollongong Uni, um, majoring in land and heritage management. Mm -hmm. So initially I wanted to be a park ranger or something ah. like that outdoors. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, discovered GIS, I guess, by accident and and ended up, yeah, yeah. in a spatial career. So they, you did, you probably did some spatial city units and stuff in the course. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just some basic intro to GIS and a bit of remote sensing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just the intros, but most of yeah, what I've learned has been the on the job training. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So from a spatial perspective, um, you know, from from high school to university, uh, is do you think that that's 
a lot of people don't really know what goes on on you know your sort of side of the fence (laughs) yeah yeah well I did enjoy geography at school and did a bit of hiking and um work with like navigating on topo maps and that sort of thing so I'd had an interest I guess in in maps and that sort of thing through high school Mm. um but yeah I I don't think I ever knew it was a career until I got into it yeah (laughs) yeah I I think that's still still the way you know we struggle with our surveying to try and get out there to 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 let people know that you know whether you're male or female um it's a great career and a lot of people don't even know what it is so Mm. yeah and when you come to the spatial side and you've got um you've got kids and they're using their mobile phones and all of this technology and not realizing where it's all coming from. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and there's jobs that you can get behind the scenes and do this for a job. Yeah. 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 So I think, uh, I think we need to start getting that out there a bit more. I think, I think maybe they're starting to, starting to learn that stuff now but uh yeah and I know in the states there's a big a bigger push for like GIS day and involvement in in school programs or primary school programs where mm-hmm. they're learning more about maps and that this is a is is a career option yeah yeah so. and we have um you know Karen and she maps and all that sort of mm. stuff and get kids into survey um yeah you know pushing all of the the technical stuff you know all the the great toys that you can play with now and how they kind Mm. of overlap into both of our careers um yeah yeah because you as one of our drone pilots gets to go out and fly (laughs) yeah that's right people get pretty surprised that that's my job (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty good yeah pretty good job yeah that's for sure i think uh yeah you still need to take me out (laughs) yes that's right. <laughs> I'll keep pushing that one. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, so you do get to work with the surveyors occasionally. Um, but in your side of the industry, in the geospatial, in the spatial side of it, what um, what is it that you like the most about it? I think it's the um, how broad the applications can be. So, mm-hmm. um and working in a multidisciplinary organisation, there's so many little pockets and the um, the GIS things that we do in terms of web mapping or field apps or um, even just some of the behind-the-scenes sort of digital solutions, like a as simple as a form or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, just that there's it's so much more than just a static map. There's all these digital options these days and um, there's so many all the different disciplines like geology or ecology and um they all need these sort of tools to help them do their jobs more yeah. more effectively yeah yeah just like the interactive map you made for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's the most challenging part of your role i think it's trying to pull it pull the information out of people of what they actually need so trying if someone says comes to you and say that they they want a map or they want you to do this one little part of the puzzle trying to extract from them what the bigger picture is and if there's other ways that you can help them so if our geotechs um want to do um have a borehole map they might there might be something else we can help them with that's not just the map there might be so much more to the project that they might not 
know that they need help with. So yeah. just yeah, trying to get the full picture and see where the GIS can, I guess, get a little bit in each of the other parts of the puzzle as well. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, they go and do that kind of job and there's so much data that they're collecting that could be collected mm. in that GIS package. Um, yeah. Where it's all in that one, yeah, in that one database and not little bits here, there and everywhere that eventually has to be collated anyway, I guess. Yeah, and trying to teach people that they don't need to take out a bit of paper or <laughs> that if they're trying to put all this information <laughs> into a spreadsheet, maybe there's a, a different way to do it. <laughs> on a map <laughs> on a map yeah, yeah. um in uh, um now i don't want this to sound bad because i don't really know and i'm just speculating but i would be thinking that on the spatial side there's more females than on the surveying side would that be true yes for sure in terms yeah. of more female js than yeah female surveyors yeah yeah I would think that's that's true and I think um I guess from my experience in the spatial industry there's been a a lot of strong female influences around me and so I haven't quite noticed too much of that divide whereas when I go to a spatial and surveying conference it's it's a lot more noticeable that the surveying industry is is a bit different yeah in that Sort of yeah. gender diversity <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> the, the numbers are, are definitely spayed on the uh the male side that's for sure um when you look at you know you talk about registered surveyors there's like maybe i don't know 35 females you know there's a lot more technicians and stuff but yeah it's still and mm. i was just speaking to um uh, victoria and yeah they're even less uh, in yeah. their licensed surveyors as well, so which I was actually a bit shocked about because I, yeah, wasn't really expecting the numbers she was talking about. So, I think mm-hmm. um, I, I wonder if the spatial side is attractive more to a female because um, it is more office computer based or, you know, the computer technical kind of stuff and not. Yeah, I don't know. It's something I haven't actually really thought about before. Yeah, <laughs> well, I wonder if it's because surveying's been around for so much longer possibly instead of the even before there was GIS mapping I guess yeah I guess cartography has always been around but the the digital Mm. side of the spatial industry is definitely a new yeah thing and they work so well together don't they we're we're collecting we're collecting all of the data that can then Mm. be used in this you know spatial spatial realm <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many possibilities that it can be used in isn't it it's amazing. yeah mm. so what would you say to um people from the younger generation to me whether it's male or female um you know we're here for international women's day but i'm just happy to get anybody into our industry yeah um what would you say to them who may be thinking about a career in the surveying or spatial industry to get them over the line yeah well i i just love it it's it's um really rewarding and it, it's um challenging in in so many different ways and um the cartography side of things is is really quite creative it's a sort of mm. um graphic design in some kind of elements but with that 
that detail of location-based information yeah. um, and being able to try and tell tell a story on a map, um, get the key messages across um, so your map's not just a jumble of all that data that we're collecting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, being able to present it in a in a clear way so that it tells the story that you're trying to, to present. Always. So, yeah, every, every map's a bit different. So it's always always a challenge a challenge and yeah the diversity and who you're trying to you're in client isn't it mm. client needs so yeah um, I think that's where the mapping sort of does come where I used to teach that um you know creating your basic maps and stuff about what needed to go on it and you know I always used to say you know it needs to look aesthetically pleasing it needs to look nice to the eye you know and these all these boys in this classroom are going <laughs> Ah, oh, miss, you know, kind of thing. I'm going, it needs to look pretty. <laughs> That's right. And eventually they would come up to me with their maps going, look how pretty my map looks, miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always enjoyed doing that. <laughs> That's right. All right, so we're here different for way of thinking. Oh, what was that? A different way of thinking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we're here for International Women's Day. What does it mean to you? I think it's about um, inspiring other women and building them up along with you. So bringing them along for um, training opportunities or bringing them along to conference and, um, yeah, just Fly. inspiring flying, flying drones. <laughs> yeah, bringing them along to fly. <laughs> um, yeah, so just inspiring, inspiring and encouraging other women around you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's always better to have more of us, more of us up there supporting each other than shooting each other down. Yeah. Yeah. Helping each other. It's yeah. Mm. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing just a little bit of your story with us today and happy international women's day. Yes. Um, I can't wait to go flying with you. Yes. Soon. (laughs) Let's look in a date. Hi, Tara. Thanks for joining me today. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, My name is Tara Mullen. I'm a a licensed land surveyor in the state of Maine in the United States. I've been surveying since 2013. I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Maine, an associate's degree from the University of New Hampshire, and um, I've been working full-time since 2017. Oh, cool. So whereabouts do you work? Is it a big company or a small company? So I've worked at a few different companies since I've started um, surveying. Right now I work at a small company, but it's growing pretty rapidly. It's called mm-hmm. Northern Survey Engineering, Norse Survey. Um, it's in Brunswick, Maine. Mm-hmm. Let's see. How many people work there? I think I was their eighth hire. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, relatively small. Um so you said that you're a licensed surveyor. So that um, for us, that means that you are, um, you can do boundaries and things like that. Is that the same over there? Yes. Yeah. Once you're licensed, you're the one that will determine and sign off on a boundary decision. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so how long have you been at this new company for? I started there in January, so I haven't been there very long. Just a yeah. month. Okay. Um, do you get out in the field much? 
I do from time to time. Um, now that I'm licensed, I'm more in the office, but I've been trying to get out in the field just enough to get up to speed on how we do field procedures at the new company. Yeah, it's a bit difficult going from one company to another, isn't it, when um, you're trying to work out how they do things and stuff like that. Yeah, and everyone's a little bit different. Just things like how do they name all the files, what's yeah. the convention for point numbering. Yeah, yeah, it makes it difficult. It's uh, it's funny when when you talk about you know you get your qualifications and people start these jobs because they like to be outside and then you sort of work your way up the ladder and you end up inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so you're always scrambling to try and get out where you can because that's what you always loved about the job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. So what did um for you um what attracted you to surveying? Did you go straight from school to university or did you? do something else beforehand oh for us that would be high school to college oh, yes sorry. I uh, graduated yeah. from high school and then went right to college um, I was registering for mechanical engineering classes and I'd been accepted into the mechanical engineering program at the University of New Hampshire mm -hmm. and I was signing up for classes and I was like I don't want to take any of these <laughs> like they all sound so boring and so technical and I was really into hiking at the time, and I still am, and yeah. I thought that could be kind of a good balance between, you know, being like a rigorous STEM field, but then also being outdoors, having some history, and even art with the map making mixed in. Mm. So I did the two-year program to see if I was interested, and then I did the four-year program, and I was fortunate to have internships the whole time throughout school, so I was able to get work experience quite early. Oh, fantastic. So it makes I think it makes a massive difference doesn't it if you um, are actually doing the surveying while you're studying it kind of helps fill in all those little gaps and have a better understanding for it yeah absolutely and it also makes you a lot more like attentive in your classes just because mm -hmm. you've already experienced it in the field and now you're back learning about it academically so you're a lot more just tuned into what the professors are saying because you're like oh I experienced that myself yeah yeah i get that yeah we have similar sort of things over here called um tra traineeships um which basically yeah they work for a surveyor and they do their vocational studies which is not university level it's a sort of lower level um and then yeah most of those that do a traineeship end up either just going and working in the industry or um, some of them who really, really enjoy it and want to become registered then go and go on and do the university um, side of it and do the study mm -hmm. to become registered. Yeah. Um, so what did you, um, what do you like most about working in the industry? I think what I appreciate most about surveying is how diverse it is. Mm -hmm. So just the amount of things that it practitioner needs to be able to apply to the same boundary so for example I was tying into Department of Transportation coordinates to establish the right-of-way lines but then I was also having to use the rules of construction to interpret what boundary what boundary evidence I would hold from the 40s so it's just like that whole picture coming together with really new cutting-edge technology and the old you know historic legal practices all mm. importantly tied together into one survey yeah and with all of the new technology too it kind of makes your job easier but also makes it harder because we're measuring so so much more accurate now than mm -hmm. 
than in past times with, you know, the chains and links and all that kind of right. <laughs> going back to all the things that they used to use. What would be the most challenging part of your job? Again, I think it's the same thing, just the yep. depth and breadth of knowledge that you need to be able to take all the components and put them together, interpret them correctly, and then put out um, a well-researched boundary that's also technically sound. It's just such a wide variety of things you have to have a wicker working knowledge of. Mm, yeah. Um, in Australia, we don't have many registered or licensed female surveyors. Is it is it bigger in America? Is, do you see you know more female licensed surveyors or more females in particular in the industry, or is it still over there quite small in numbers? Where I am is quite small. I can't speak for the whole country because I believe mm. that there are a few, you know, it varies state to state, but it's a very small number. It's also in the area I'm in a fairly old profession, so there's mm. just not that many younger people in general, and then there's very few women. Yeah, and that's a big problem too, you know, putting, you know, women aside because I'm all about, you know, getting women into the industry because it's such a great profession, such a great industry. It's something that we can do. It's so diverse in what you can do, you know, not just the land surveying, but um, having the older generations with that big gap in between is a bit of a worry um, mm -hmm. even here we're short of surveyors, we're short of registered surveyors, there's been massive big pushes to, to get younger people in to, to do the university, do their time and, you know, get registered because, yeah, it's, it's what do they call it, a dying profession, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think the average age of a licensed surveyor is 60 in the United yeah. States. Mm -hmm. And I think that also includes people who are retired but still keep their license active. Ah. Uh... But it is, it's quite an old profession where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think we kind of have that gap. You know, there's a lot of them in their, yeah, 60s, 70s. Um, because surveyors don't retire. <laughs> I've said that too. They don't retire. They just die. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same across the world then. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just interviewed... Um, a, a, a surveyor the other week for my normal podcast and he's uh, just turned 73 and he's still out there doing his job because he just absolutely loves it you know yeah. takes the e not not the easier jobs just the smaller jobs the little you know mum and dad jobs or that kind of thing but yeah he's uh, he absolutely loves it so um, as a licensed surveyor do you think that you have a role to play or um, have an impact in relation to equality within our industry um, and supporting younger women to either when they're in the industry or trying to get them in the industry do you have much over there that that helps to help support that again that varies state to state, like what yeah. programs are there. It also depends. Maine is fortunate. We're fortunate because we have the University of Maine that has a strong surveying program through it, mm -hmm. which not every state university has. Right. But I think everyone is responsible for creating a workspace that's inclusive and safe for mm -hmm. people of all types who share the same interests to succeed in. And I think the more responsibility and the more that you're benefiting from the field, the more you have a responsibility to pay that back into the profession. Nice answer. 
it's um, definitely something that I see here, um, you know, in both male and female surveyors, the, the ones that are, are putting back and, tr you know, trying to give back to the industry and help support the younger generations. There's that really small group that just keep coming back time and time again, which is really nice to see. Um, if you could say anything to the younger generation um, who either have no idea about surveying because there's so many that don't, um, or the ones who might be thinking, oh, surveying, you know, I might see what it's about. What would you say to them to encourage them to try our profession? I would want people to know that surveying is an incredibly diverse field. Yeah. So if your real interest is understanding computer software, you'd be a really valuable component to a survey company and you'd be a really valuable addition to the field. And if you really love doing field work or you really love construction sites, like there's something in it for everyone. Or maybe your um, real interest is doing map design and creating really beautiful plats and plans. Like it's such a diverse profession that mm -hmm. there is somewhere that everyone could succeed and really, I think, find a niche of something that they enjoy. Yeah, I agree. It's just amazing, um, you know, from that, from the, the foundation of surveying, um, where it can actually take you within the industry. So we're here for International Women's Day. Um, what does the day mean to you? I think that it makes me really appreciate all the people who came first and made my life possible. Like, it wasn't that long ago that I wouldn't be able to attend college or have my own credit card or my own bank account or, you know, even in some countries, my own driver's license. So I really want to respect and honor the, all the women who came first to make my life possible because it wasn't easy and it's still not easy and mm. there's a long way to go, but I would like to honor the people who made it possible and put so much effort in and didn't even weren't able to reap the rewards of the effort they put in, but I think would be proud of where we are now. Yeah, most definitely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share a little bit of your story with me today um, and happy International Women's Day. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. And hi, Karen. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks so much, Peter. It's great to be here. So would you introduce yourself? Um, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. My name is Dr. Karen Joyce and I'm here this evening for me uh, on the unceded lands of the Jabbagai people. So some people may know that as Cairns in far north Queensland, Australia. And I'm, I'm a geospatial scientist. So I, have, I wear a number of different hats. I'm a senior lecturer in remote sensing and spatial science at James Cook University. And I also have two startup businesses that I'm co-founder for. One of those is called SheMaps, which is a science engagement program that we run in schools around the world. And the other is called GeoNadia, which is about building an online drone data repository to link drone operators with scientists who need to use drone spatial data for mapping the world's most at-risk ecosystems. Wow. 
So you keep yourself busy then. <laughs> I have a few bits and pieces going on, but that's that's always good to have a variety of tasks to do. Yeah, definitely. So I've heard about your she maps and, and the things that you do for schools and stuff. So that's um really encouraging and, and the drone program for schools and everything. So that um is a great way to get kids interested in in the spatial sort of side of things, get their little minds thinking and get interested in the technology, I guess, is how you kind of encourage them these days. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's something that we call STEM by stealth because a lot of the times we know that many students, particularly from a young age, deciding that they're not interested in science or STEM more generally for whatever reason and yeah. it's because they actually don't know the different opportunities that fit within those, those brackets. Yeah. So if we can hide the fact that they're doing work <laughs> with something that's fun, like flying drones, then then that's the technique that we employ. And, and all the while we're actually teaching people about drones and geospatial technology. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. So you've been in the industry for how long? I started, I guess, in the late 90s, so just over 20 years now. Mm. And did was um was a spatial qualification what you you did at uni or was it a um, environmental type of degree? So I did a bachelor of science in geographical sciences at the University of Queensland, mm -hmm. and I did a lot of remote sensing and GIS subjects as part of that. Yeah, yeah, okay. and then I did honours and PhD in the same area. Yeah, right. So that's uh, where you get uh, your teaching. <laughs> coming back to teach it all yeah I guess so but I think that I've I've been teaching and even coaching sport since I was in primary school so it's always been part of my life that mm. I teach I tutor I coach all of those different types of ways in I guess help people to do something that they enjoy doing and to help them do it better so it's yeah. just something that we're doing mm. Oh, that's nice. So what attracted you to doing that de that degree? Did you go straight out of school into that degree? Yeah, so I, I went straight into a Bachelor of Science originally at the Australian National University in Canberra because I grew up in Canberra okay. and then finally saved up enough money to get out and go somewhere warmer and went up to University of Queensland where I continued Bachelor of Science and found remote sensing, GIS, cartography, all those sorts of subjects. It was never a plan. Yeah. I, I'd originally taken geography at ANU because there was a field trip to the coast at a, a coastal research station down on the south coast of New South Wales. And I thought, oh, yeah, I like camping. I'll go do that class. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So that's sort of how I, I ended up <laughs> where I ended up with certainly nothing that was planned. I never studied geography at school or anything yeah, like right. that fell into it yeah it's funny how um some people you speak to um their plan all along is that they've got you know that spatial or that surveying interest and they know all the way along that that's what they're going to do and then others just sort of fall into it and yeah end up taking it by the reins and uh doing some really fantastic stuff and enjoying it as well so yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know. Like I wouldn't have even known that it was something that was available to me when I was a kid. I yeah, what just wasn't something that I came across. And to be honest, my first real experience 
satellite data. I was working at a, I used to work at Kodak Express, developing people's photos, uh, you know, during uni holidays and school and that sort of thing. And so I remember I, I had a customer who used to come in quite a bit. He was a wedding photographer, but he also worked at Geoscience Australia. Oh. He, he'd asked me what I, what I was doing, you know, when I wasn't working part-time and I mentioned what I was starting to study at uni at the time. I was only in first year and he said, oh, you'll probably do remote sensing at some stage. And I said, oh, I don't really know what that is. And he <laughs> said, you go to Geoscience Australia and have a look. And so I did. I went out to see what he did at Geoscience Australia and saw like the Landsat feed and, and loads and loads of beautiful satellite images on the wall. And that was that was my first introduction to the spatial industry. Yeah, wow. It's amazing how how something like that can make such a uh, impact on your life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it, yeah, it was certainly nothing that I had had planned or thought of at all and it was just a chance meeting with yeah. some some older dude who's <laughs> also enjoyed looking at satellite data I guess. <laughs> so what do you like most about working within the um, spatial industry? I really enjoy field work like that's that's sort of the big part of of my job that I definitely don't get to do enough of yeah. but I really the reason I, I do what I do because I you know I realized that making good maps requires you to go out into the field and that's the fun part of it so that's yeah it's definitely not something I get enough of usually a week a year sometimes a little bit more if I'm lucky but that's that's definitely stuff that I, that I like I, I love seeing new data come in whether it's satellite or drone or spectroscopy data whatever it is I, I really enjoy Seeing, seeing light interactions, I guess. Yeah. Um, so as a, as a spatial analyst, when you go out to the field to collect data, you're using GPS equipment? Or- Not a lot of GPS, actually, to be honest. So most of the time my work is flying, flying the drones. Okay. Sort of evolved over the years because I've been, I guess, using drones out in the field for maybe six or seven years or so and you know prior to that I was using sometimes more GPS scuba diving snorkeling that sort of stuff but yeah as as the technologies change my main role in the field I usually have a team of people and each has different roles and my role is usually capturing the drone data yeah okay what's the most what well whether in your field or in the office part of it, what's the most challenging part that you would say would be of your job? Oh, I, I guess it's, it sort of depends. I think things are challenging in different ways. Uh, sometimes, sometimes one of the most challenging things is, is just working with, with staff and and keeping staff and other st- and students happy. I guess sort of in that management or supervisory type role. Mm. I find quite challenging and sometimes it's just easier to work with data than it is to work with people. <laughs> they don't talk back, do they? <laughs> no, no, they, they, they don't, data don't mind if they're mistreated either. Mm. Um, <laughs> they're a little bit more forgiving. <laughs> um, so how, how did your she maps get up off the ground? What, what made you come up with that? 
So SheMap started back in, in 2016 and, and it came out of an observation that I made during National Science Week. So back in 2016, it was the, the theme for National Science Week that year was drones. Okay. And a lot of our local schools around Cairns knew that I was working with drones. So I attended a little bit of media attention because people like to see drones in the media. <laughs> so I had a number of requests from local schools if I could come out and talk to their students during National Science Week about what I do. And I observed that it was when I was talking to primary school kids, they were really, really enthusiastic and heaps and heaps of questions and everything. And then when I went to our local high school, the biggest difference that I noticed was that no girls came to the presentation that I gave. Wow. And I said to the teacher that was in charge, I said, oh, hey, where's all the girls? And he, and he said, oh, I, I don't know. It was an open invitation. Anyone could come. And I said, yeah, but how did you, how did you advertise it? And he said, oh, you know, it was going to be a, a talk about drones. And I said, yeah, okay. All right. So what if, what if we did something different and advertised it to girls only? Do you think that would make a difference? And he said, I don't know. We can try. And so I applied for some advanced Queensland funding and was was fortunate enough to be awarded that funding at the beginning of 2017. And the idea was to then go back to that high school and run an experience for a day with girls only. And so I went back and I said, okay, well, let's see how many girls you can get. And I, I was thinking in the back of my mind, I'd probably be able to work with 20 girls, so it would be fine. Mm. 24 hours, we had 60 girls on a waiting list. I was <laughs> like, right. So don't tell me that girls aren't interested in drones and tell me that they're not interested in being in that space, learning about drones with boys at their school. And so I had to modify what I had thought I was going to do. And so I decided that I could probably at most work with 30 students at a time and I didn't want to reduce the program that I created. So I thought I'll just do it extra fast. And that became a two and a half hour program designed with 30 students in mind in a school gymnasium that we have now run around the world more than 350 times in the last four years. And we have partners in 13 different countries that now run, run the programs for us as well. Yeah. And partners in Australia too, because obviously I can't do it all myself. <laughs> Yeah, we work with other people to run the programs into schools. That's fantastic. It's such a great initiative. It was uh, when I heard about it a while ago, I thought, oh, wow, this is great. It really gets the attention out there for, for the, you know, the younger girls and stuff and, and grabbing their attention and showing them that they can do something like this. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's also important that people realise that science isn't just about lab coats and test tubes there's there's a lot out there and that even if if you don't like lab coats and test tubes that doesn't mean to say you don't like science there's plenty of other things that you can really enjoy and I, I do get a little bit upset when when I hear people telling me they don't like science and I think it's actually impossible that you don't like science of some description you just have to find the science it is that that you like something there for everybody mm, so true 
So we're here for um, International Women's Day. So if there was something that you could say, or maybe it's something that you do say um, to the younger generations who either have no idea um, or who may be thinking of a career in the surveying and spatial industry, what would it be? What would you say to them? Well, the first thing is that you need to just do things that you enjoy doing yeah. because the rest will come naturally. But the other part of it is that the job that I did when I was at school, my after-school job that I mentioned just before, working for Kodak Express, doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So there's plenty of jobs that exist right now that won't exist in you know, 5, 10, 15 years' time when the students who are at school nowadays, when they go out to find a job, those jobs won't exist. But the other part of it is that the job that I do right now didn't exist when I was at school. So there was no way that I could have ever said what I wanted to do when I left school. That didn't exist. So there's lots of jobs that are disappearing, but there's many, many more that are being created. And a lot of those are being created because of geospatial technology. So it's really a space to keep keep your mind open and just take every opportunity that comes to hand and do stuff that you enjoy and something will pan out. Fantastic. And what does International Women's Day mean to you? Well, that's an interesting one. I think it's, it's, a, it's a day when hopefully we can shine a light on the amazing science that women do, the, all the, the amazing different types of careers that you can do as a woman, but that also we can really start to think about what it means to have a diverse workforce where it doesn't matter what gender you are, what your ethnic or racial background is, what your skin colour is, but that everybody can actually be part of the workforce of the future and where we are all taking advantage of the diverse cultures that make up the world. Mm. Well, thank you. Happy International Women's Day. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit just a little bit of your story with us today and i hope that at some stage i can grab you another time and have a bit of a longer chat with you (laughs) thanks so much for your time i really appreciate it hi sam thank you for joining me today on defining boundaries thank you i appreciate my pleasure would you um like to just introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're from my name is Sam and um, I'm from Iran. So you've been in Australia for how long? Uh, from 2018, it's almost three years. Yeah, okay. So that's um, not very long. No, it's not. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, um, so I've been in industry for more than 12 years, but um, back in Iran, um, because being being a female in like Middle East, it's not easy. So I just um, I, I I didn't used to go to the field and do the side work. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Actually, I started my 
my actual surveying career when I when I came here in Australia. Oh, okay. So mainly mainly office when you're overseas and field now. Yes. 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 So what is your position now? Who do you work for and what is your position? I was started with um with I I started with working in at North Connects. I was a tunnel actually, tunnel surveying. Uh-huh. And then uh, yeah, and uh, I got really interested to get registered. So I've been working with um with some company. We did lots of like residential surveying and boundary defining and like subdivisions, like a small subdivision things. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the moment, I just like from first uh, of February, I've started another career in like engineering. Oh, okay. Survey. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So you're getting that real mix of different types of surveying to help you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because um, as I said, because I haven't, I haven't been in like in the field. I wasn't sure. Which one is like it's um, match my ability, my match my um, um, my preferences. So I decided to just try different things to see which one is is better for me. Yeah, of course. So yeah. you have a you have a qualification in surveying or surveying engineering or something? Yes, I do. Um, because I got my qualification from overseas, like um, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called civil and surveying engineering. Okay. But yeah, it's a like a, it's a mix of both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then um, I got a master in um, in civil engineering as well. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I've always been in surveying industry. Wonderful. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really good. So, um, what what attracted you to the industry in the first place? Uh, I guess I always like build build buildings. <laughs> <laughs> I was very good with uh, at playing with blocks when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, um, I'm not really sure what was like. Uh, what was it? What was when uh, I started university? I just I thought that's that 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 one suits me. But um, yeah, as I as I studied and then I continued working in that industry, I I find it really interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so to be able to become registered, your qualification mm-hmm. overseas is recognised, and you just have to get all yes. of your experience. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. yes, brilliant. Oh, uh, yes, I'm a uh, yeah. Uh, at the moment, I'm the candidate surveyor with Boston. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, but I, yeah, but I haven't done any of um, any of exams yet. But yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What's the um, What's the thing that you like most about working in the industry? So. Um, challenges i think i really like challenges um like every every day it's like you have to think about um how you're gonna solve a problem yeah it's not like like a routine it's not like you go to to your job and you know 
what's going to happen. Everything is different. Every day is different. Yes, that's so true. So true. Yes. So you're never, you're never going to lose your interest. Yeah, yeah, I agree there. So what do you think is the most challenging part of your job? Being a female is actually <laughs> the most challenging. Yeah, because as you know, that's a male-dominated industry. So it's not, it's not like there are lots of women, lots of ladies in the industry. Um, and sometimes even uh, even in Australia, like even they, I cannot find the right size of um, work, you know, work clothes. Oh, yeah. I cannot find. <laughs> yeah. I had to, like for, for more than two years, I had to wear like men's shirts. Yeah, because they couldn't find the right size. But that's the, that's actually tiniest, tiniest challenge that you can think about. It. There are lots of challenges. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess um, it's not very easy to be a female in an industry like construction. Yeah, there's there's a few more challenges, isn't there? <laughs> I've found because um, I've been in the industry for quite a while that. Um, yeah. It's definitely a lot more accepting now than what it was when yes. I started. Um, yeah. There is still, I think, a fair way to go, but I think we're heading in the right direction for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I dare say it would have been a lot more challenging back overseas in Iran than here. In oh, Spain. yeah, you cannot imagine. Yeah, that's that's quite different in Iran. Mm. Like here. I can say 90% of my colleagues, my, my men colleagues, they, they really respect females. But yes. back in Iran, just it was like I get lots of teasing and even like I was, I was doing my job really good, but still they couldn't believe that I have the ability to do the job yeah. just because I was, I was a female. Yeah, but, but here it's much better, mm. to be honest, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, just um so like for for the last two, three years, I always been the only female in the <laughs> like in, in, in wherever I was working. And um yeah, sometimes yeah, you know, it's like um even even we couldn't communicate with each other because just they were really different and um and Actually, maybe it was a bit of my English as well. Yes, yeah. Could be. Bit of a struggle with that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's getting better and better, as you said. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's really Yeah, I can great. see. Yeah, it's I can a... see a bright future in, in construction for female. Yeah. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, do you <clears> think <throat> that um, you play a role or have an impact in relation to equality within our industry? Do you think moving forward that you'll you'll have a bit of a role to play in that? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Yeah, I um, and as as much as I'm trying to improve myself to get to get experience in the career that I'm doing, mm. and. I like to, I like the other female, like everyone else that who likes to be, to be in the industry. I, I like to, um, to create a way for them that they can get in the industry. They can, they can find if they are really interested, 
um, they can find their their position um, in the industry. Yeah. 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 Um, like I know even here. Sorry, I no, I'm no. interrupting you. Go ahead. Even here, I know lots of lots of ladies that they are qual they have their qualification in surveying, but they don't the actual job just um, because they think it's not easy or um, it's not for ladies. Hmm. Yeah, they keep working at office like they do drafting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's such a shame, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but as you said, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's getting better. Yeah, yeah. If you could say anything to the younger generations um, who either have no idea about surveying or or to the ones who are possibly thinking about a career in surveying or spatial industry what what would you say to them to encourage them to to join us yeah yeah i think uh i can say that they shouldn't they shouldn't have any fear that um if they like if they like to do um if they like to be like outside to to face the challenges every day if they like to uh to stand on their own feet they shouldn't have any fear because um you can you can really females they they're not different from male just um they can do they whatever they want mm. um i Thank saw you. like many many strong female that they they do the job like they they work in construction industry and and they are like a full time mother at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. They they it's it's really difficult because you need to find the balance between your family and your job. Yeah, and um, and they really do it great. They 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 doing it great. Mm. They are really successful. So um, maybe but when you when you look at the industry you think uh, it's not for female but uh, as i said there are lots of very talented strong female in that industry and um they found their way and they're doing great yeah so yeah. um yeah i i think um so the most impo- the most important part is um for like new new generation they they first they should know uh, their abilities, their their talents, um, and their interests. Mm. So if if they are interested, then they should go ahead. Yep. They shouldn't give up. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we're we're here today because of International Women's Day. Um, what does this day mean to you? Yeah, actually, uh, to be honest, I had no idea that there was an international <laughs> women's day before. But yeah, it's great to have a like. It's really great to to honor like um, the female from all like all around the world because you know um, still there are lots of countries in the world that um, that women cannot get. As much as they really um, deserve, mm. and um, they are lots of restrictions. They, they, there are lots of restrictions for them. They cannot even um, have education or access to like 
to basic basic things in life just yeah. because they are females yeah. so it's really great and uh, I ha- I'm, I'm really happy that I'm in Australia because I found myself in um, I found myself to have luxurious ability that I didn't really know that I have and yeah it's really really good yeah yeah I appreciate yeah yeah it's great to be able to um to have that feeling of you know more freedom and to be able to pursue what what you would you know that what's really passionate for you and to have your family the kids and everything behind it yeah that's brilliant yes Mm. yes all right well um Happy International Women's Day and thank you so much for uh, sharing your story with us today, Sam. Well, thank you for having me. And um, I should have apologised in advance because of my language. I'm really working hard on it. No, it's fine. You're doing well. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And um, I should say it's a really nice thing to do. I, uh, I really thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, that would be really like a very good encouragement for other ladies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's part of what I've I've trying to achieve is having something there for anybody who's you know. And to me, it's male and females, but to get those females in who are thinking, oh, what is surveying? Or surveying's a boy's job. When you know us that are in the industry know that we are very capable of course we can do it is yeah yes of course yeah definitely (laughs) okay well thanks again thank you hi kate and welcome to defining boundaries thank you for joining me today hi peter really nice to see you today yes uh there's a first for everything isn't there this zoom is an amazing thing (laughs) It certainly enables us to connect um, all over the world and during pandemics. <laughs> yes, it's fantastic in that sense, that's for sure. So, Kate, can you please just introduce yourself and tell everybody uh, where you're from? Hi, so my name's Kate Taylor um, and I'm a chartered severe uh, valuation uh, pathway. Uh, I'm from the northeast of England um, and I teach and train. Uh, would be chartered surveyors um, all over the world. All over the world? Yes, yes. I work I work as a consultant with RICS, the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors, um, yeah. on my main client, mm-hmm. and I deliver mm-hmm. um, a lot of distance learning courses for them as, as a lead tutor, mm-hmm. and we have, um, we have learners from all over the world. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Um, so do you want to tell me just a little bit about... Um, about how um what is it uh what are they i know that we call them ricks so yeah um what what do they do okay so um the the designation um ricks it stands for royal institution of chartered surveyors and there are three classes of membership you can be an associate member a member which is chartered Mm. or a fellow which which is me um which are for sort of people have been around a long time in a leadership role. <laughs> yep. And and it's basically the breadth of um, the property profession globally. So we cover 
the built environment, we have quantity surveyors, building surveyors, project managers on the built environment side. And then on the real estate side, there are valuers, commercial real estate, residential real estate, rural surveyors. Um, so pretty much anything to do with the built environment, yeah. um, you know, in terms of estate agency valuation or building buildings, maintaining buildings, um, diagnosing problems with buildings, a chartered surveyor can do that role. So it's a professional membership uh, designation mm -hmm. and uh, they maintain standards. The bulk of the membership is in the UK, but we have a lot of members um, elsewhere in the world um, and it's a sought after professional designation worldwide. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's really funny because um, you talk about all these different types of uh, surveyors, the building, the valuation, all that sort of stuff, but it sits under that one big umbrella, whereas we in Australia have our um, institution of surveyors or, you know, we have our board of surveyors and association of consulting surveyors and triple SI and things like that which are mainly to do with the spatial and land surveying. And I say building surveying, but it's we're still working within, you know, setting something out. Um, valuation and property and all that sort of stuff is really a different kettle of fish when it comes to yeah. what we do. Yeah, we have got quite a few uh, members of the uh, Royal Institution in Australia, and a lot of them are actually on the built environment side. So last session um, I interviewed um, a couple of candidates who were involved in the mining industry. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was in Queensland yeah. um, and involved in massive infrastructure projects, uh, which is really very different to what I do. But of course, I still um, understand all of the um, requirements of professionalism for our body. So, um, you know, we were checking about their rules of conduct and ethical behavior mm -hmm. and their general professionalism. And then we had another expert on the panel who did all the technical yes. bits and bobs. But that blew my mind, to be honest, because you have got so much space over there. Yeah. And the scale of the infrastructure projects is just phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that they are, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so you have a, a degree? Yeah, in uh, real estate management um, from the University College of Estate Management. Uh, and I did that degree by distance learning myself um, oh, a, long, a long time ago um, in the early 90s um, while I was working for the government as a valuer for tax. So we put, we'd put values on buildings in order to calculate appropriate tax. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, that's how I started out. Mm. As I, would, I, I wouldn't have gone to university otherwise, I don't think, because my parents couldn't afford it. So that was my only way to gain a degree. Yeah. Um, so it was it, so it was really the job that you had that kind of led you more into where you are now. Is that? Yeah. Complete accident. Like most people uh, in our sphere, to be honest, um, I, I was at school and I really just wanted to get um, a job that had a future and I wanted a professional qualification. And I came from a long line of civil servants, so doing it via a government job seemed like a really good idea to me when I was only 18. And it was a really good idea, actually, because um, they were a fantastic employer and enabled me to get, you know, my, uh, my degree and then my professional qualification with RICS. I became a chartered surveyor and then I became a, um, 
a qualified training consultant. I did a, an additional qualification in teaching um, people at postgraduate level. And then I also did a, a customer service and customer experience qualification. Um, and it wasn't really until my children were grown up that I left the government and, and started out on my own. Um, which is which is where I, you know, met people like you via Instagram um, yeah. and other social media. So now I'm spreading my wings a lot wider than just government projects in the UK. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So working with surveyors, um, how do you see, um, from your point of view, challenges within the industry? Oh, gosh. That's a really good question. <laughs> there are so many challenges. It doesn't really matter what sector of the environment you're involved in. We're facing very similar challenges, actually. Mm -hmm. So um, I think fundamentally, uh, tech is a big issue. The sharing of information is crucial within our sphere um, in order for us to make top draw decisions to support our clients. Uh, so. And the increasing digitization of information, it can be, probably not in Australia actually, but in the UK, we have quite an aging demographic of our specialists. Yeah. And, um, Same here. Yeah. Okay, so getting to grips with the tech can be a bit of a challenge. Um, although I actually think the pandemic has helped with that because we're kind of being forced to do it. Um, so, so yeah, that, bec becoming digital in everything is a big challenge. The other challenge is that I think we've still got a long way to go with diversity and inclusion. Um, it's still a very male-dominated profession. At my level, at fellowship level, um, less than 4% of women, um, less, less than 4% of fellows are women. Yeah. And, less than, and only 15% of all chartered surveyors are women. So given that this is 2021, that's a pretty shocking state of affairs. Yeah. So that's another reason why I'm happy to reach out and interact with other women um, as much as I can and to be visible and to say, hello, you know, we are here. <laughs> there are visible women in this profession. And I think also a huge challenge, and you'll be aware of this from your side of the world, is um, sustainability and, you know, climate change um, and, and dealing with that to provide a suitable built environment for the future of our planet. Mm. Definitely. Big, big issues. Very big. <laughs> we might have to chat another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you like most about what you do within the industry? I used to really like going out and about and seeing properties and looking at land and things like that, but yeah. we don't do that so much nowadays. Um, <laughs> In the last few years, what I've really learned to love is interacting with other people mm -hmm. and helping them to understand all of the things that, you know, that we've discussed. And there are so many different areas um, within our professional body where we need to improve standards. So we're about making sure that everybody maintains at the highest standard. Mm -hmm. So I, I like to support people to reach that standard and to sort of mentor and um, coach and to help people achieve that chartered status because it's a very difficult process. I shouldn't say it. No, not. But I don't want to make it sound too terrifying. Um, it's a very robust process. It's a master's level professional qualification 
based on a you know an interview and um, a very lengthy final submission and, and you have to give a presentation mm. and it represents at least two years work yeah well you know we're talking about high standards of, of you know professionalism aren't we so yeah yes so so supporting others to achieve i guess is really yeah. what floats my boat yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's i like to lead from behind <laughs> it, it's funny how you know when i'm speaking to people and you know the people that you know are there 20 plus years into the industry sort of always say well i did used to like going outside <laughs> We all yeah, end up in situations where we kind of started because we wanted to be outside and we've sort of come full circle and now we're sitting back at a desk helping those ones that are outside. <laughs> that that's you've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you did talk about diversity and equality. Um and so I can see I did have a question about the role that you play, but I think with what you said already is that you know trying to to be known to to reach more people is how we can get it out there to say that these positions aren't just for the males that anybody can do it no matter you know race color gender no matter who you are that these jobs are for anybody you just have to put your mind to it and your body to it absolutely and you know the, the the greater diversity we have within the profession the better our services are to the public that we serve um, and to our clients because the end users of the built environment is everybody yeah. so you know everybody's views need to be uh, adequately reflected and the, the this the notion that the professions are you know for uh, white middle-aged middle-class men that's quite outdated now and I'm not sure everybody's realized that so that's one reason why I keep copying up and you know making my voice heard because you know there's also white middle-aged women <laughs> but you know it's They're sitting right here <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a start <laughs> yeah it is it is um, so we are here for International Women's Day. So um, if you could say anything to the younger generations um, who either have no idea about our industry of the surveying spatial sort of industry or who may even be thinking about a career in our industry, what would it be that you would say to them? I would say to them that whatever you think this industry is, there's a lot more to it than that yeah. and there's something for everyone so you and I are on vastly different sides of it yes and yet here we are talking you know um and just look at it and it doesn't really matter where your talents lie whether it's people money construction kinesthetic engineering there's something in there for you mm. so have a good look um and it's you know the opportunities are huge yeah yeah just do it yep <laughs> just do it that's it we need to you know, we can't take that slogan can we <laughs> yeah that's true but i mean just get your foot in the door you know um it, it start anywhere and then you can move around. i mean i've moved around a huge amount in my 30 years in the profession you know yeah. from being restricted to tax valuation to now talking to people in any aspect of the built environment or the geospatial sphere and you know it, it, it it's 
I'm still staggered by the range of opportunities. Oh, they're endless. They really are endless. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, when you know, when you look at the surveying, you kind of think, oh, it's really, you know, really small and everything. But then you sort of look at the different types of surveying and where they can lead to, and then you bring the spatial side of it into it. And it's just the world is it is it, it, it's, it's the whole world yeah. yeah i often talk about that when i'm teaching valuation i'll say you know this is about the whole world because valuers have to put a number on anything mm. um and we have oceanographic um surveyors you know um who geomatic surveyors um yeah. you know we have arts and antiques valuers so i mean how different is that yeah. to a quantity surveyor and a hard hat doing a mine in australia yes <laughs> but it's all the same profession yep exactly <laughs> And what does, uh, lastly, what does International Women's Day mean to you? It means it's an opportunity uh, for women all over the world to see each other. Mm. So it's incredibly comforting for me to see you in Australia trying to do exactly what I'm trying to do here in the UK. Yeah. And just that reaching out, I, I think, makes a big difference, not just to the people coming into the profession, but to us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, happy International Women's Day to you. Thank you so much for sharing your little bit of your story with me today. Thank you so much for asking. (laughs) Hi, Anna, and welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thank you for joining me today. Hello, thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. So, Anna, introduce yourself and um, tell everybody about where you're from. So my name is Anna Paterak and I'm a registered land surveyor. Mm -hmm. I work here in Sydney at a company called Project Surveyors, but I have Polish background. Mm -hmm. Um, I came to Australia eight years ago and that's why I started my career here. Yeah. Okay. So would you like to hear the whole story? We might get you back for a full one because I'm sure you've got some really interesting things to uh, talk about. So I might get you back for a a full podcast if you're keen for that. Um, Yep. So what what is your position um, where you are? What what do you do there? Mm. So as I've mentioned, I've done my registration two or three years ago. Uh And um, so... I'm overviewing the job of uh, junior staff in our office. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also um, manage a group of five people within our team. So our office has 20 people altogether, but we have two divisions. One is cadastral and the other one is um, scanning. So I work for the cadastral part. Yes. Um, yeah, and we've got five surveyors within our team doing different things yeah yeah um and because this is something that i do know about your company you have a few girls at your company that's right so when i joined company uh, eight years ago i was the only female surveyor back then yep. um, and on the top of that i was the only person that was having a background from um overseas uh-huh. so there were only Australian men over there and <laughs> myself, which was a little bit challenging for me. Yeah. And at the same time, my husband was working for IT company and the diversity in his office was much different. 
Mm. He had people from all over the world and different gender, different age. And that wasn't the case where we are, where, where I was. Yes. Um, and eight years later, I have to say that we have uh, four women, female surveyors. Yep. Um, we have people from different countries as well. So we've changed our culture. Wonderful. And I feel that I had impact on that. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. So when you were overseas, when um, Poland... Yep. That, yeah. That's right. Yes. So when you're in Poland, um, when you finished school, was did you go straight into studying surveying or engineering? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in Poland, education is for free. So yeah. it works a little bit different to what it does here. There are much more people going to universities. Right. Um, and. It is much harder as well to get into universities because there, the competition is much bigger. Yes. And when I was applying to do um, surveying, there was about 1,000 people applying at the same time oh, gosh. and only 100 places. Right. So it wasn't easy to get into it. Yeah, okay. I've heard that story before about universities overseas where... Mm. So many people are applying and they only take yes. a small amount. So Yeah, that's and right. Did you work in the industry over there once you completed your studies? So in the meantime, when I was doing my surveying degree, I've started civil engineering mm-hmm. and then I've done master degree in GIS. Oh, gosh. So when I've completed you all of that, all I've started... <laughs> so when I've completed all of that, I've started working in surveying, um, but... After probably a year working with, oh, mostly within in the office, um, I was promoted and I was working on a construction site. Mm-hmm. And then I was actually picked up by an engineering company. Um, that, was, that was a pretty big Portuguese um, company that offered me a job. And yeah. so I actually shifted to do more civil engineering. Yeah, okay. Wow, you've yeah. got, that's um that's amazing. You've got so many qualifications behind you. That <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> um, it is, and it it's not at the same time. So when I came to Australia, it was very difficult for myself to find a job. Oh. And at one of the interviews, someone told me that because I have so many qualifications, they don't really know what I can do. Oh, okay. So. I got to the point that I was actually making three different CVs. <laughs> One, One was more orientated into GIS yes. and I wasn't showing my civil engineering degree. Yeah. Um, and I was very surprised that eight years ago when I was saying that GIS and surveying is kind of the same profession. Yeah. People here were looking at me and was like, nah, that's something different. You can't really, you can't really do GIS and surveying at the same time. Yeah, okay. And and here we are. It yeah. seems like Australia just needed this extra time. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we are looking for a GIS people into our office right now. Yeah, so hoping that we can do that, that's right. That whole yeah yeah, it's um a lot of companies are starting to do that now. So yeah, mm. so. Now that you're back in the surveying or have been in the surveying industry for a while, what um, what do you like most about working in the industry? 
to be honest, I wasn't really dreaming about the position that I'm at. Okay. When I came here some time ago, um, I didn't really came to Australia to leave. I just came for not holidays, but more for adventure. Okay. Um, I love traveling <laughs> and I always love to do it. So it was just giving me a chance to, to live in Australia for some time. Um, so my idea was that I'll be here for a year or two and then I will go back or I will go somewhere else. Um, sorry, I lost the question. <laughs> it's what you like most about the industry. About, about That it gives so much opportunities and there, the profession is so broad and you can do, do so many different things mm -hmm. starting from cadastral going to construction and construction not only of buildings but roads tunnels um we can also say talk about gis now we yeah. can talk about bim yeah. drones it's just it is very exciting yeah. yes yeah. that's right and the technology so, and that sort of stuff. yeah you just need to find the place that you feel comfortable at yes and so yeah. true. Yeah. What do you, what is the most challenging part of your job? I still find myself um, not very confident that I'm from a different country and talking to the clients. Oh, okay. I'm pushed to do it yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting better at it. Um, but I'm still not kind of the person that will take the phone and just try to call everyone um, that I was in touch with in the last few years. No, yeah. it's not me. Uh -huh. um, very often our clients were like not very sure what I can do. At the very beginning, I had a situations where um, when they were tr calling our office and they were saying that there is a mistake on site. Mm -hmm. So um, they... Our, my boss had to send someone to go and check what I've done. And of course, there were no mistakes. It was just more that they found a girl on site with a different accent. And that was something different for them yeah. that they haven't experienced before. They weren't comfortable but with it. That's right. Yeah. But on the other hand, if I've got my client, if I've got my regular clients, I feel that um, our relationship is different to yeah. what it is with if there are two males yeah so yeah they're always coming back <laughs> well that's a good thing you're doing something that's right <laughs> yes <laughs> um we are here today because of international women's day um and part of doing this podcast is in the hope that someone whether it be male or female i really don't care um it would be nice for the females but mm. for them to hear um about us about our jobs and for them to know that it is something that is possible for them so if you had um if you could say anything to the younger generation um who either don't know about our industry or are thinking about it um what would you say to them to try and encourage them? I feel like there is no male, female profession and you can do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, my mom used to tell me that we should 
actually being afraid of our dreams because we might get them at some point in our life. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yes, I think we should be dreaming big. Yeah. Nice. And we can always get what we want. Yes. If we will be working hard enough. No matter if I'm a woman, if I'm from Poland, if I'm young or old. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. What does International Women's Day mean to you? It is a big thing in Poland, actually. Um, and we were always celebrating that um, in not only at work, but also at school mm -hmm. and there was always a huge appreciation for all women and mothers and daughters as well. So I've got a different feeling for it. Um, and I was surprised that it wasn't celebrated here in Australia when I came here. It wasn't celebrated as much as it is in Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty pretty special to you. I can see it in your face. Yes, so yes, it is. <laughs> your podcast. <laughs> well, Anna... Happy International Women's Day to you um, and thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hi, Letitia. Welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, Peter. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Please introduce yourself and tell everyone where you're from. Well, I'm Letitia and I'm from France. I'm a former cadastral survey manager. Uh, I left my job uh, last November to um, to uh, resume studies mm -hmm. uh, because I've been trained in-house uh, with cadastral surveying. So um, my plan is to move abroad and to work abroad. And to in order to do so, I need um, a full qualification, like a degree. Yes. So I left my job on uh, unpaid leave uh, to start um, a master's in uh, geospatial and mapping science. Uh, Glasgow University. Uh, well, it's Glasgow, but actually I'm still at home because of COVID. So yeah. I'm, uh, so I'm online doing learning. Like, yeah, online learning at the moment. Mm -hmm. But yes, I enjoy it. It's uh, it's challenging, and I'm seeing more uh, more things than I was doing at Cadastral Surveying. It's for sure. But it's it's really interesting to see all the di diversity of of the of surveying, basically of land surveying and geospatial, mm. like the GIS and this kind of things. So. It's really challenging, but very interesting. Oh, brilliant. What, um, so how long have you been in the industry for? Um, for now, well, I left my, I left my job uh, last November, but it was like 10, 10 11 years. Yeah. Uh, but it was a civil service. I, I don't know if it's the industry, uh, but it, it was a civil service. It's a, it's a part of the, um, the tax administration. Yes. Uh, uh, which uh, which is in charge of uh, of cadastral surveying because in France cadastral surveying is very linked with taxation. Well, the main purpose of cadastral surveying was to identify the taxable properties. Uh, so that's why cadastral surveying is very much linked to um, to taxation in France. Right. Yes, it was was really interesting, but um, it was uh, I needed something something else, you know, like to focus on surveying more than the tax aspect of of surveying. So mm. I, I was in between um, office work and, and 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 well land surveying basically. So yeah. I want to dive into land surveying uh, <laughs> properly a bit more. And you want to travel to Australia too, don't you? One day. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Well, I, I'd love to uh, to um, to move there and, and to work there. But mm. for now, I know that the borders are still are, are still closed. But uh, it's okay. I'm getting my full qualification, and hopefully, with qualification and experience, uh, um, I'll be able to find something. So mm. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, there's there's plenty of jobs around. That's for sure. Uh, um, I'll ask the question of what attracted you to the industry Um, I know that it wasn't uh, a straight off you you were going to do surveying so let everybody know how you actually ended up where where you you did most of your time as the surveyor well it wasn't really planned uh, because my, my undergrad was in political science so I just, uh, well, in France, you have to take examination, public examination. So it's open to everyone, basically, yeah. Yeah. A, full, um, a good degree. But if, uh, you can you take public examination and you can um, enter the civil service. And I, um, I passed the tax administration uh, examination. And when they saw my file, my records, they were like, oh, you've got a science profile because I had scientific A-levels. Yes. Uh, high school. I studied science at high school, so they were like, "Oh, you've got uh, unlike the others who studied law, all these kind of things. Uh, you've got or humanities. You've got a scientific profile. So wh- why not going to cadastral surveying?" And I did. I didn't know what it was about really. I mean, I know <laughs> general, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah. So well, it was ten years, more than ten years ago now because I I got trained for one year mm-hmm. in Toulouse. Uh, so I was I wasn't really I didn't really know what it was about, but I said okay, why not? I mean, it's it's just I, I like the aspect that it was not just office based that uh, I had the opportunity to go on field and to to do some field work. So I was kind of curious about it. So I said yes, and yes, I got trained uh, for one year in a cadastral survey uh, school in Toulouse, and then I, I joined the uh, well, I first work in the north of Paris, uh, in Picardy. And then uh, I moved back to Toulon, where where I live and where I'm from, basically. Yeah, in the beautiful south. Oh yes, it was totally by chance, really. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. just. Uh... <laughs> but I got to work a lot with licensed surveyors, with um, GIS people. So yes, um, had some uh, kind of um, well, um, I, I well, their job was described to me, so I worked a lot with them, and uh, I. I I um, ended up like liking what they were doing and mm. uh, learning learning from them as well. You know, through yeah. working in, in, in full, um, well, uh, working with licensed surveyors, you learn to you learn to well, you learn what they do and uh, they share their knowledge and what yeah. they've learned. But it's challenging and everything, but yes, you you learn a lot from from them. So yeah, it was it was mm. interesting. Mm. I was thinking the, the more I, I was interacting with them, the more I was telling myself, oh, I, I could do it. I mean, I need the, the qualification and I need more training, but I can do it. And I think I will enjoy doing it. So that, that's how it, um, it uh, slowly evolved in my, in my mind, you know, this, yeah. this idea of moving in, into full, full time and land surveying. Yeah. That's, not just uh, I mean, it's pretty, pretty impressive that, that you know, you've had you've had this opportunity um by chance to end up being you know the 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 manager there and then um that you've seen what else can be done within within the industry the surveying and spatial industry to be able to go back and study and 
exactly and especially um starting from um humanities degree well i had scientific mind and scientific profile from high school but afterwards i just uh, studied humanities mm. but it's it's really for those who are wondering about joining the industry or not i mean it's encouraging because okay you need a bit of scientific maybe science brain maybe but even if you did something else like humanities you can still join the industry and, and learn i mean it will be challenging of course but you can do it mm. no, it's uh, so it's um i think it's um well, hope, hope maybe would be a, a, a big word, but I think it's, uh, yes, you, you can do it, whatever you, your background, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you need to be overly, um, you know, exceptional at, at mathematics or, or anything like that. It's just a matter of uh, uh, setting your mind to something to to learn the processes to be able to do the job. Exactly. It's about um, learning about the processes and uh, yes, it's, it's not like pure science, it's, it's really applied science, if you like. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, well, you need to work for it, it's, it's still challenging, oh, but, but you, like you said, if you um, set your mind to it, you can do it. So, mm, definitely, did um, while you were working, did you meet many female surveyors? Um, Yes, when I was in north of Paris, I had one female surveyor uh, in my team, mm -hmm. and the same in Toulon. Then another one joined, no, two joined actually, but I left at that moment. <laughs> so yes, I had in my, in my first, the first part of, of my career, I had one female surveyor with me, mm -hmm. and then I had one, and then two more joined. Um, so yes, I think. Um, well, from my perspective, uh, there are more female surveyors now, but I may be wrong because I only know the figures for for cadastral surveying. I mean, mm -hmm. there were a few licensed survey, female licensed surveyors, okay. but they weren't the majority. Maybe they were uh, out of the fifteen. Maybe I was working with uh, maybe two or three. They were. So yeah. it's, it's still minority. But, um, yeah, but they, I think, they exist. I think at, at the moment that's probably the percentages we work with over here that you know there's a really there is still really only a small percentage of females. Um, you know, when we're talking registered surveyors, you know, there might be 35 or something, um, and there may be you know 1200 male registered surveyors or something like that. So, you know, it's better than what it was, and um, I think I'd just like to to get across in this podcast that uh, anything is possible and you all you need to do is put your mind to it and um, of course we can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, if you're totally, uh, if you totally dislike math, maybe you can't, <laughs> but otherwise, if you, if you say, okay, math is okay, I understood, I understand them, okay, mm. you can do it. Unless you're a total uh, humanities mind, <laughs> maybe you can't, but otherwise you <laughs> Otherwise, it's open. I mean, if you if you like uh, thinking logically and then solving um, solving problems and this kind of things, it's for yeah. it's for you because it's really yeah. challenging. Uh, mm. So you enjoyed the inside and outside aspects of the surveying. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Mm. A lot um. of well, yes, diversity in, in the job. So yeah, sometimes mm. it's good to be out of the office. I think it's. Yes. Uh, yeah. mm. Did, what do you think um, 
what what was the most challenging part of your job? I think it was um, well, it was managing people sometimes because it's it's never easy to to manage people with yeah. all their personal problems. Kind of things can be challenging, but also it was to um, like convince uh, senior management that we were useful <laughs> because basically in the tax administration, you know, we weren't. Uh, we, we were like a um, public service because we we're identifying properties, updating the cadastral survey map. So we are useful, but we, we weren't um, earning money for the state, oh, uh, unlike the tax services. Mm -hmm. So they were like, okay, are, are you useful anyway? Uh, yes, I mean, we're not earning lots of money, lots of taxes, but you were still useful because when someone goes onto the web and wants to see um, their properties, they can log on on the cadastral survey map and they can see their properties, they can see their garage, their, everything is updated. Mm -hmm. And it, it can be very useful if they want to sell the property or um, maybe buy another property. So it's uh, it's useful, but uh, maybe people and including our senior management, sometimes they can't see it. They just, <laughs> you know, we're only useful when we, we are needed. But when we are needed, we are, the people are, are happy that the cadastral survey map is updated and it's, it's yeah. clean and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The same when they need to update um to change boundaries to subdivide parcels of land they they say okay the cadastral survey map is nice now you know it's uh the scale is perfect it's not like an old napoleonic uh survey map or something so they are happy when the, the survey map is really uh accurate and, and stuff so we were public service and like a general public service basically. yeah very important yeah, but it's hard sometimes when you're public service to to prove that you are useful. We're here today because of International Women's Day. If you could say anything to younger generations who either have no idea or who may be thinking of a career in surveying or, or the spatial industry, what would you say to them? I, well, for, first of all, the thing is that the profession, well, maybe it's better now, but it, it wasn't very promoted in the past. Yeah. Now it's getting better, we get kids into, into survey and, and, and everything. But I, I would say just uh, try to um, see what it is about and try to uh, and give it a go because uh, anyone can have uh, their chance in this profession. I mean, it's, um, if you have a science brain, it's for you. Even if you have a humanity brain, but if you like problem solving and if you like law, maybe because there's a lot of legal issues as well in the, in the profession. Mm -hmm. So you, you can you, you can do it. I mean, there's a, there's a, um, as much diversity as to, to choose whatever um, career you want in it. So I think it's um, yes, they, they should give it give it a go and not not saying, OK, it's not for me because it's too it's science, it's engineering, it's uh, no, just give it a go. And if it's not for you, okay, it's not for you, but uh, you can do it if it's. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much, Leticia. Happy International Women's Day to you. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you for having me and uh, thank you for the initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with your studies. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Hi Kelly, thanks for joining me today on Defining Boundaries.
Thank you very much for having me. Again. <laughs> again. It's lovely to see you again and chat with you again. Yes, it is. So would you just, for those that haven't listened before, introduce yourself and tell everyone where you're from? Okay, great. My name's Kelly Dean. I'm a licensed surveyor in Victoria and I work for a company named Spire, which is a large consulting business uh, located in Melbourne and we've got offices around Victoria and into New South Wales and Canberra as well. Mm, decent size. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do as your position as business business unit manager? Okay, so as business unit manager within Spire, I'm responsible for the Melbourne survey team. So that's a team of about 25 surveyors uh, and we work across all property um, markets within within Melbourne and the greater Melbourne area. Yeah. Um, and we also work within infrastructure as well. So we do a lot of greenfield developments, um, industrial estates, infill um, developments and all sorts of survey work related to infrastructure too. Hmm. So that's a, uh, a decent team that you've got underneath you. Yeah, it's a great team. Yeah, really, really good team. Very diverse, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> do you have many females? Yeah, we do actually. We've got quite a few. I think we've got about five in our team who are who are women so um that's actually quite a high proportion for yeah. surveying businesses i feel yeah definitely any of them yep. um licensed or going through their registration process yep so i'm licensed and i've got a candidate who is a woman and going through her pta process at the moment mm -hmm. yeah that's good because mm. i was speaking to someone else and they were talking about the numbers of licensed female surveyors down there and I was I don't know that we ever discussed the number before it was quite low it is very low I think mm -hmm. it sits around four percent at the minute which is um, enough, isn't it in New South Wales I yeah I, I think um so I was president of the institution of surveyors Victoria and I know that when I started there New South Wales and Victoria were sitting both at around three oh. percent um I don't know what the figures are now for New South Wales but I know that Victoria is now at four <laughs> percent so, so we've marginally increased yeah. the number of women yeah mm -hmm. oh well I'll have to ask Narelle that question when I speak to yeah her. definitely <laughs> she'll know yeah she'll know yeah plenty of other things um so what attracted you to the industry um so when i wanted to study through university i really was interested in something that gave me a mix of science and engineering mm -hmm. and when i came across the geomatics degree at melbourne uni i thought that would be the perfect mix of the science and engineering that i was after Mm, okay. Yeah, so I pursued the degree and obviously did the degree and I really loved the, um, I guess, the broad range of skills that you learned through that degree. Like it wasn't just cadastral surveying that you learnt, you learnt all about um, GIS, GPS, uh, geodesy, all of those sorts of things to give you a really well-rounded understanding of spatial science and surveying. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you, cause how long have you been in the industry? 20, 20 years now. <laughs> right. I'm going on 26. <laughs> yeah. Um, what have you liked most about working in the industry? 
What have I enjoyed most? I think that every different project that you work on is so different. Like it's got the same concepts, but it, it's very, very different no matter what you're doing. Um, so I quite like that broad range of, of things that you have. Um, and I really love working for clients. So I love giving them the high level client advice that they need to get their developments off the ground and up and running. Um, yeah. and through to settlement effectively for our clients. Yeah, seeing the success, successful completion of, of jobs and satisfaction. That's right. Yeah. What's the yeah. most challenging part of your job? Um, I think in my current role, the most challenging thing that I find is um, being able to make the time for the technical. So, you know, before we started our podcast today, we were talking about the fact that I'm sitting here doing comps <laughs> um, and I find that quite challenging in my day-to-day -to, -day to actually, through all of the meetings and the conversations that I'm having with people, to actually find that time to have that focus of doing computations um, so that I can keep my technical skills um, and deliver for clients but also do the management that I need to do as well in my role. Yeah, well, you know, management would be quite difficult leadership-wise, um, trying to juggle all of that sort of stuff and having such a big team and overlooking everything and, yeah, being on top of all of your technical and keeping current and up-to-date. And... <laughs> yep, yep, all those things. There's a lot of balls to juggle there, isn't there? <laughs> there are, yes. What, uh, what role or impact have you had within our industry when it comes to uh, equality or, you know, within the surveying industry? Oh, good question. So, um, as you know, I sit on the board of the Institution of Surveyors Victoria and I'm the past president of that organisation. Um, so I did that role from October 2018 to October 2020. So challenging little period through COVID there. Mm, definitely. Um, but prior to COVID, we had quite a few initiatives around increasing diversity and inclusion in the surveying profession within Victoria. Mm. And one thing that we did was we created a, we called it Women in Surveying Committee at the beginning, but now it's called Diversity in Surveying Committee under the Institution of Surveyors Victoria. And um, I've been chair of that for quite some time. And that started in around 2017. Mm -hmm. And our main aim there was to create visible role models for people to be able to see in the profession who were women um, and to create a network for women in surveying to connect together with um, so that's been really successful we've run quite a few really great events and um, provided that opportunity for women to network which has yeah. been amazing um, so that's one thing and then with respect to the the institution of surveyors as well what we actually did as a board was we did a, a pledge to aim for 50 percent representation of women at our seminars and conferences on our speaking panels so we we aimed to have equal representation of men and women for mm -hmm. our presenters at our conferences um, and I think that's really a significant pledge by a board in 
a profession where there are so few women. So obviously, um, you know, if 100 people are coming to a conference and there's 3% of them who are, who are women licensed surveyors, there are three people in the room yeah. who are women, right? Yeah. So that's significant. So for people to see um, the presenters presenting to them and to see that 50% of them are women mm-hmm. is quite profound uh, and quite a change from what the status quo was previously. Is it difficult to get that many female presenters since there's not that many? (laughs) Great question. Yeah. So we addressed that as a board and we said, well, we want to do this. We want 50% of our presenters to be women, but we don't want to put a huge amount of pressure on the few who are doing so much at the moment. So we had a very clear direction that we would aim for it, but we would aim for it by bringing in people from different complementary disciplines. So for instance, we we brought in uh, water engineers, Mm -hmm. landscape architects, uh, you know, engineers who worked at Vic Roads, um, uh, presenters, Mm. all sorts of different people came in from outside our profession to come and give us amazing content in our in our um, presentations so the the end result of that was I think for one year we didn't quite meet our target of 50 but we did um, get to 40% of our presenters were women which was is a pretty amazing result yeah that's a pretty big achievement Mm. yeah definitely it's uh, yeah yeah you know finding the right people you don't just want to bring people in just for the sake of having a female there so yeah yeah getting something that's worthwhile to everybody um yeah Yeah, that's right and that's a really good point because um we had the presenters coming in and we also had really great technical presentations and we had really fantastic feedback about the presenters that we were bringing in and the content that we were bringing to our to our seminar seminars and webinars and conferences mm. and everything like that yeah. it was really good fantastic and then just one other thing that yeah. I might mention with respect to ISV is we are currently exploring um, sponsoring a First Nations poster for Get Kids Into Survey, so um, which is super exciting. Um, that's awesome. You know, yeah, really focused on diversity and inclusion, and I think that's a really lovely thing for us to be able to do, um, and and hopefully be able to promote surveying to the next generation. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I can't mm. wait to have a chat with Ellie and Elaine about that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. If you could say anything to younger generations, um, male or female, who have no idea or maybe thinking of a career in surveying or the spatial industry, what would you say to them? Uh, I, I just think 
I guess, follow your dreams. I mean, it can really lead you anywhere if you get started in something like um, math, science, geology, uh, and if you want to pursue higher learning in that, I, I think it can lead you in so many different places. And I think um, spatial technologies and, and the geospatial aspect of, of people's lives are going to really mean that um, those people really have a, a good opportunity and a really varied career um, mm -hmm. in spatial or surveying or, or whatever people choose. Yeah, nice. So we're here for International Women's Day. What does the day mean to you? Uh, oh, that's a good question. What does the day mean to me? I, For me, I would like International Women's Day to be about just celebrating the special people in your life. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, all of those really amazing women in your lives, I think it's your opportunity to celebrate and thank them for being in your life. Nice. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and ring my mum now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's your mum, it's your daughter, it's your nan, whoever it is. Yeah, and just celebrate them. Yeah, to me it's all you guys as well. You know, I've made so many, um, so many friendships out of um, doing this and the industry and stuff and met so many wonderful people. Um, that I feel that, you know, some of them I've never met face to face, but feel that if I did, that we could just have uh, a conversation like we've known each other for ages. And um, yeah, that means a, a, a really big thing to some people having, knowing that you've got people there that you can talk to um, who are in similar circumstances as you are as well, sort of thing. A lot of people don't Absolutely. get where we're at or, or what we do. So, yeah. And especially the mums and the daughters and all that sort of stuff that supported us through it. I don't have a daughter, yep. but my mum did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Kelly, for our little chat. <laughs> that's my pleasure. Thank you for doing this. It's it's amazing that, you know, you're, you're providing this opportunity for people to connect with each other so amazingly. So thank you for doing all of this work that you're doing. Oh my little behind the scenes <laughs> <laughs> oh well thanks again and happy international women's day to you thank you same to you hi rachel thanks for joining me today on defining boundaries mm -hmm. hi so please introduce yourself and tell everyone where you're from um well i'm rachel i'm working at bennett and bennett currently and I'm a project surveyor on Queen's Wharf. Oh, fantastic. And how long have you been working in the industry for? Uh, well, I started as a survey assistant in my last year of uni, so mm -hmm. probably around four years. Okay. So where did you go to uni at? Uh, University of Southern Queensland. Ah, okay. So did you do that? full-time or you just studied um, and did it part-time or how did you go about doing the study? Uh, so I've actually worked towards being a surveyor since probably high school. I just okay. randomly decided, <laughs> just randomly decided to go into surveying. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And the advice I got was to go on campus because it would be probably easier for someone who's 
not been in the industry before. Yeah. Yeah, so I did that for full time. Yeah, and then, okay. Yeah. So um, Bennett and Bennett, are they a small company or a larger company? Uh, I think we'd probably be medium. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, just having a look at the type of work you do, you've got cadastral, construction, topographical, scanning. So there's some pretty interesting things to be working with. Yeah, at the moment it's kind of just high rise. <laughs> <laughs> So you're kind of stuck in that one one bit at the moment. Yeah, I got thrown into Queen's Wharf, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's Did where I'm at for the next yeah. year. Oh, for how long? Um, I think the project might be completed around 2024. Oh, okay. Different stages. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So um, do you manage other surveyors or you work on your own or how, how do you go? Uh, at the moment, we work in a team of four mm -mm. and, yeah, I'm under someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've, you've done your, your degree. Um, are you looking at getting registered at all? Yeah, um, so currently I'm with the Surveyors Board of Queensland. Okay. Um, and I'm registered as like a survey graduate, so I'm working towards just surveyors registration at the moment. Okay. So you've got to do different types of surveys and projects and stuff and sit exams. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's a bit difficult at the moment because it got thrown into high rise, but um, <laughs> yeah, they'll allow for it if I ask for it. So yeah, it's just kind of put you on the uh, back just foot on a the bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you said that you just got this thing about you know um, doing surveying. What? Can you think of what it was that made you think, oh, that's what I'm going to go and do at university? Because that's, did you know someone or? Uh, so my dad's a builder. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And he has all these friends and I was in high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think one day it was during my last year of high school and I was uh, wondering what I was going to pick. Uh, for QTAC or whatever the uni registration stuff is for the courses. Yeah. And I saw these surveyors outside the school and my dad mentioned it to me. Um, and, yeah, so I was like, oh, well, I'm running out of ideas. I'll walk up to these guys and ask them how it is. And they, they were really encouraging and didn't seem like anything weird. or So I was just all in after that. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. So, did you do any any work experience or anything, or you just went straight into the the? Um, I, just, I went straight in. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I love that. <laughs> what do you like? What do you like most about working in the industry? Uh, well, I like the different jobs you end up getting sent out to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything's different every day. You're outside. I don't like being stuck in the office all the time. Mm. Do you have to do much office work? Uh, yeah, it's uh, probably like maybe a 70-30 split. Yeah, okay. Is that mostly calculations or you do drafting as well? Uh, 
for details and stuff like that. Uh, we do like more of the basic drafting, but we have a drafting team. Yeah. Mm, okay. What would be the most challenging part of your job? Yeah. I'd say maybe like working with others that don't necessarily understand how we work. Mm-hmm trying to explain that to them or so interpret it in a way that they can understand yeah yeah so like builders or clients and stuff or architects yeah, things like that general public as well yeah yeah that's that's very true because yeah a lot of people really don't understand what we do do they yeah but uh yeah i haven't been in the industry very long so everything's kind of a challenge for me. <laughs> <laughs> learning something new every day huh yeah mm. was there many females in your course while you were doing it um, i came across maybe one other person on campus right and, and during the like uh residential practices i came across maybe like two or three wow okay so i still came across some but yeah <laughs> yeah i would have thought it probably would have been more through usq but um obviously <laughs> not so we still have a little bit of a ways to go then. <laughs> yeah. I was just happy to see someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, we are celebrating International Women's Day. Um, do you think that uh, within your career that you will play a role or have an impact in relation to equality within our industry? uh i guess so maybe <laughs> i don't know i'm just here <laughs> i know it's a, yeah it's a pretty hard question to sort of answer when you're so so new to the industry yeah um, <laughs> to me i never really thought i would never have really thought anything about it either to me it was like i was going into a male dominated industry and not you know not really thinking about how it affects me or it affects other people or, or anything like that it's only that I have been in the industry for quite a while that you know it's it would be nice to see change make change because yeah. it is a profession that we can do um yeah there's not many limitations to our jobs so um yeah it's more about maybe like your outlook and how you respond to things more than it would be your gender yes yeah, definitely. All right. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> um, if you could say anything to younger generations who either have no idea or, or those that may be thinking of a career in surveying or the spatial industry, what would you say to them? Um, pretty much touching on what we just mentioned just then yeah. like it isn't really a gender based role like for some of it it is quite like you need to use your muscles but I think if you can work smarter not harder yeah that's, oh that's a good one yeah so it's just your outlook and if you really want to get in there you're allowed to get in there so yeah yeah no that's really good um what does International Women's Day mean to you? 
(laughs) (laughs) Did you really know much about International Women's Day before? uh, Yes, but then I'm also like trying to fit it into surveying as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think it's great to celebrate women, especially in surveying. Yeah. Women's Day. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. To to me, it's it's about just celebrating all women. Um, and part of what you know, trying to do with this podcast is to to get a little bit of everybody's lives and you know why why they came into our industry and what they love about it and things like that that um maybe you know if we can reach one one younger person and and whether it's female or male i really don't don't care because i'd love to get anybody into our industry but definitely more females um (laughs) we need more people (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah if they get to listen to this podcast then you know maybe it'll encourage them to or, or, you know, I don't know, their parents might listen and think, oh, that's something yeah. really good. Listen to all these women that have been able to do it. So, yeah. Well, it's been so weird though, because I've never really thought too hard about my gender when I was coming into this. It was yeah. just, okay, I'm going to try this. And like along the entire pathway to, getting to surveyor Mm. it was just everyone's treated me with respect or you know I haven't had a hard time which is actually better than what I thought yeah that's when I when I started because when I started I was like oh this is a really male dominant (laughs) (laughs) really hit me in uni (laughs) yes yeah Yeah, I think I was the same going into it I just wanted a job that was outside um you know I didn't want to be (laughs) an office all day and um you know it it kind of fell into my lap sort of thing and yeah when I did my studies there was uh one other girl and her father was a surveyor so (laughs) yeah so it's interesting well Rachel thank you so much for joining me today um happy international women's day and thank you so much for sharing your story yeah thank you for the podcast Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice talking. Yeah, you too. Hi, Narelle. Welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Peter. Thanks for having me along. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, again. Can you just uh, introduce yourself to everyone and tell them where you're from, please? Yeah, hello everyone, Uh, Narelle Underwood, Surveyor General of New South Wales. So I work within the Department of Customer Services in a business unit called Spatial Services. So Chair of the Board of Surveying and Spatial Information, known as BOSSI, um, coolest acronym I think. Um, Also Chair of the Geographical Names Board and Chair of the New South Wales Surveying Task Force. Yeah, you wear a few hats, don't you? Just a couple. Um, so as a Surveyor General, how many people have you got working for you? Yeah, so my team is uh, 70 roles. Mm-hmm. I report directly to me, thank goodness. Um, but, yeah, there's 70 people in my team. And uh, as a Surveyor General, what does uh, your day-to-day look like? 
every day is really different. So, um, look, perfect example would be uh, last week there was a day um, that kind of, for me, encompassed everything that the Surveyor General does. So uh, breakfast meeting with industry, um, ICT profession, actually, this month. Um, as part of a, um, the minister was launching a report into digital government mm-hmm. by Intermedium, and I was asked to be a speaker on the panel to talk about everything 4D foundation spatial data and spatial digital twins. Uh, after that, it was a race back to our Sydney office to uh, join our media and comms team to record a video about offensive place names and how people can go about the process of getting an offensive place name changed, so geographic board. Yep. Uh, a few ministerials and responses to inquiries from members of the public, uh, followed then in the afternoon by chairing the bossy meeting. And we take a big breath. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just, I guess, a bit of an example of you know, one day the different breadth of things that I might have to cover. Yeah, such such different things that that you are um, covering. So, how long have you been in the industry for? Uh, I've been surveyor general four and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Um, in surveying itself, since um, I'm trying to think, two thousand and three. So, you know, eighteen years. Yep. Um, and you hold a qualification from university. Yeah, so I have a Bachelor of Engineering, Surveying and Spatial Information Systems from the University of New South Wales. And are you still a registered surveyor? Yes, I am. It's a requirement of my job. (laughs) And a question that I did have because it came up when I was speaking to Kelly Dean, how many registered surveyors, female registered surveyors, do we have in New South Wales? There's 36 of us. Okay. Okay. So how does that work out in percentage-wise? It's um, about 3%. Oh, okay. So Kelly was just saying that they had 4% down there now, I think. Yeah. I thought we were a little bit higher than that, so how wrong? Yeah, but it means, in essence, we've got double the actual number because it has half the registered surveyors that New South Wales does. Yeah. So as a surveyor or the Surveyor General, you can put this question (laughs) wherever you would like to answer it to. What do you like most about working in the industry? That every every day or at least every week is really different. Um, Qualification in surveying gives you lots of different options. I'm not, the work I'm doing now is not what I was doing, you know, even when I started in the role of Surveyor General. It's not what I was doing when I was working at Roads and Maritime Services or prior to that in private industry. Um, There's a whole bunch of different options. If I look at the people that I went through university with, um, they've all got really different jobs. Um, So one qualification being able to take you into a whole range of different careers and professional areas is what's exciting about Spain. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you just It's not just that land definition. that It's just so broad now with the technology and the different things going on. What's the most challenging part of your job? Recalcitrant surveyors. <laughs> the, worst, the worst part of my job are days that I, that, that I hate the most are when I have to do discipline meetings with surveyors. So... When people do um, lodge complaints about surveyors and surveyors have done the wrong thing, whether by accident or on purpose, um, yeah, those meetings are always really difficult because most surveyors, and even those that I am having to have those discipline meetings with, take a lot of pride in their work. And so it's a 
really difficult conversation to have with people when they've been doing the wrong thing. So that's probably the hardest thing. Um, the things that annoy me the most are, are surveyors who, who don't take enough pride in what we do in terms of their professional standing and stuff like in, in, in that aspect. Um, you know, complaining about having to do CPD or complaining about having to complete a form or do something um, in terms of the regulation and stuff like that. Surveyors, particularly registered surveyors, are really lucky. We have legislation that backs us up that we're the only people that can do this. Um, and people need to respect that, you know, the government could take that away if they decided to. You know, there are other there are other countries that you don't have to be registered. You don't have an equivalent to be able to deal with people's property and title um, and there's lots of other professions you just have to look at um, valuers who have been deregulated. So I always wonder when people do go about and complain about things and stuff like that, whether they've taken into consideration how privileged we are to actually have legislation that says that, um, you know, we have to do surveys this way. We can, you know, when you explain to the client, you know, I don't have an option. I have to do this work because the government says I have to do it. And I don't think people uh, respect that enough. Yeah. Never really thought about it that way. <laughs> uh, as part of your job, um, I see you um, as having a major role and impact in relation to equality within our industry. How have you gone about that? Or what is your thoughts on it? Because I know you play a massive part, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so diversity in our profession is something that really concerns me. And that's not just about gender diversity. That's one aspect of diversity. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and I think people get lost in that, that they think, you know, well, gender diversity, that's all people are talking about. And people are like, well, I'm sick of hearing the real talk about diversity. And I'm like, I really look forward to the day that I don't have to talk about diversity. When we are in a profession where we have a healthy, diverse range of experiences and knowledge, mm. um, age and gender and experience contributing to our profession um, I think that we face some real challenges you know we're starting to see a large number of surveyors retiring fortunately we're starting to see quite a number of surveyors passing away mm. that's having impacts because when a registered surveyor passes away we then have to allocate, you know, if they've got plans that are going through registration um, processes and um, or have outstanding requisitions or amendments needed to their plans, we need to organise another surveyor to take over that work and to make those corrections. Um, we're seeing registered surveyors under huge amounts of stress because they're having to supervise five or six or even more unregistered surveyors and the work that they do and so we're starting to see the level of supervision slip and then when the level of supervision slips um surveyors then end up in trouble like that's professional incompetence or professional misconduct because if you're supervising someone you're responsible for that work yeah. and so we're starting to see an increase in those areas so the lack of diversity in our profession really worries me because we need to have a really healthy thriving profession one to remain at the forefront of what our profession can contribute to society, um, but just so that we can con continue to deliver services to the public. Mm. Yeah, so having um, having all different, you know, people from overseas, young women, young men, trying to get them into the industry is, is really important at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think it's uh, most people don't know what surveying is, let alone what registration 
surveyors do. Um, so, you know, obviously get kids into pro, get kids into the program, you know, every time I'm on a, um, on a video conference or that people, you know, make comments about the posters behind me for, in terms of, you know, being able to see and ask questions, um, getting out there into schools and the education system so that we can, you know, let people know that there is a career linked maths that actually has practical applications or linked to geography that has practical applications, linked to STEM that has practical applications. So one of the things that we're doing in the task force, so we're working with the Department of Education, you're on that committee yes, as well. <laughs> um, and we're developing, you know, a, a practical application for an iSTEM elective in surveying and geospatial engineering yep. so that kids will have an opportunity to see that there are some real-world applications for the stuff that they're learning in class that actually has a job at the end of it. Yeah. So we do do a lot um, to try and get the word out there. Um, we've worked on different, you know, things together separately and stuff like that what do you say or what would you say to the younger generations who either have no idea of surveying or are thinking about a career in surveying or spatial um what would you say to them to try and encourage them to join our industry um for me it's all about the why like why do we do what we do and that's really what's going to you know technology is cool and playing with data and gadgets is cool but that's not going to keep people invested unless their why is technology but if we're talking about attracting a diverse range of talent we need to, be able to pitch our stories to attract the different whys for me it's all about place and community and yeah. so that's when I talk to students that's what I talk about is our impact on the built environment our impact on the community we live in um, and that was what attracted me to survey is I wanted to be able to design communities that people would want to live in. Um, it's always one of the interesting things when we're examining in town planning um, for the registration process. I'd like to throw it at the, to the candidates, would you live here? Mm. And sometimes people are say, people go, no, I'd never live here. And I'm like, so why are you designing it? <laughs> you know, that, that, that to me is the, at the core essence of surveyors being able to influence the outcome of those communities that people live in. Um, having discussions with the other professionals involved in that process to drive outcomes. We can have smaller lots for houses because people don't want to maintain their front yards and backyards, but then we need to create big open spaces so that they've still got those areas to engage with other members of the community to get outside and have exercise. You know, if COVID's taught us anything, <laughs> the get outside and exercise is so important when people spend so much time trapped inside. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so we're here for International Women's Day. What does the day mean to you? Raising a spotlight on diversity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this particular day is about women um, as opposed to, you know, diversity in general. But I think, you know, as a woman, we get to control the message that we're talking about. And so for me, it's just about raising that profile that diversity is really important and gender is one aspect. Um, for me, it's acknowledging all the amazing women that have come before me and I, you know, have had the opportunity for education, to vote, to have a voice, to have a say, um, to be out there in the public arena um, driving an agenda. Mm. Um, they have, the people that have come before me have made that easier. Um, but then on, conversely, it's also about me being out there to make it easier for the next generation coming through so that, you know, I, you know, in 
when my kids grow up or when their kids grow up that we're no longer having to have these discussions yeah and you know the underlying aspect for it all I think that's what it comes down to it isn't it you know what we can do to make it better for future generations so that yeah there is that com there it's not on anyone's lips anymore and I don't think people go about it on purpose in surveying but you know it's it's simple things like people are baffled by the fact that my husband works full-time but he's the primary caregiver for our kids yeah and that seems to challenge people and you know I can be um, at an event um, with other surveyors general and I get asked about my kids but they don't get asked about their kids Mm. Um, I think there's some real biases and challenges that we as a profession still need to overcome I get unfortunately I do get quite a lot of females uh, contacting me who are in surveying in Australia because they're having issues and they need help to try and navigate those um, you know I don't for a second think it's the majority but there are still people who don't want females in our profession um, so we still need to keep raising the profile and raising the idea that women can make major contributions and improve our profession and continue to improve our profession um, and not let that minority scare people away. Yeah. Yeah, I agree totally. Um, It surprises me that you say that you do hear, like you do have contact with people that are still having these issues. Um, You know, most of the people I speak to now, they don't seem, well, whether they just don't say it, (laughs) who knows? Yeah, anyway. All right, well, Narelle, thank you so much for being on here today with us and sharing a little bit of your story and happy International Women's Day to you. Thanks, Peter. Same to you. Thank you. Hi, Eva, and welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Thanks for having me, Peter. Nice to be here. Um, So just introduce yourself to everyone and uh, let them know where you're from and a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my name's Eva Rodriguez Rodriguez. Um, I'm actually Spanish, but I've been in Australia for about six or seven years now. I'm currently living and working in Melbourne in Victoria. Mm -hmm. I work for Frontier SI. I'm uh, under the role of projects and strategy manager, and I've been working there for about three years now. I've also been working um, for the SmartSat CRC, a recently um, established cooperative research center, managing the Earth Observation Program there. And um, this year, I just started uh, an exciting opportunity uh, on being named one of the superstars of STEM along another uh, 60 women across Australia. So a few things going on. (laughs) You're you're a very busy woman and you've just had a a baby as well. So to throw all that into the mix. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm on maternity leave at the moment. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I guess... um, I can't sit still for too long, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, Okay, so you hold a few different hats. I mean, that's really awesome. And, and, um, you know, you don't come from my sort of background of surveying, but you have that spatial sort of side. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do in your different roles? Yeah, so actually I have a, a degree, a master's on telecommunications engineering. So I, you know, I sort of joined the spatial family to put it away um, through my work experience working for a space agency for the European Space Agency in Europe. Um, I was managing projects that were using geospatial data, particularly remote sensing 
um, yeah. data, but also other projects um, that would utilize positioning information. And so that's how I came to join um, the sector. And my work has mainly been around working with industry um, and communities and helping them understand how they can better use um, remote sensing data and positioning data really space derived assets and data, but that's a connection to the spatial world, particularly around those remotely sensed um, information. Um, in my case, coming from satellite. Yeah. Um, so joining the sector from a different angle. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's amazing. And it's nice to get out there and speak to different people who, um, you know, do come from those different backgrounds, but we're all kind of working under that one big umbrella. So there's not just, you know, one little niche that you have to be in to, to do something, you know, everybody from all different backgrounds sort of come. Yeah, and I, th I think that's something, um, that's something uh, that many people maybe don't realize around on the spatial sector. It's the fact that it really touches a lot of industries, mm. a lot of application areas, and the fact that um, we really are, if I, if I connect it to space, you know, uh, users um, and customers of space data, which puts us in a really privileged position now in Australia, um, with the new space agency being formed a couple of years ago and, and the whole country getting started. Um, and as you were saying, in terms of applications, you know, you, know, you can really use that sort of data in, in any area, in any industry. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of diversity coming to the, to the sector in the next coming years. Mm, definitely. How long have you been um, in the industry? Working with uh, positioning, remote sense um, data technologies, probably about 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. um, here in Australia, six years. I was working for the Bureau of Meteorology, but again, also working with a satellite team. Um, so I do look at that connection of space as being spatial because yes. it is the data that we're capturing. It is that data that we're processing, analyzing, and, and then ultimately um, deriving information from. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would say about, um, yeah, 10 to 12 years. Mm. And so what did you do back in Spain? Were you working on similar, like you said? Yeah, Spain so I, I started in Spain, I finished my degree and then I went and did a master's, finished my master's in Vienna. Um, so okay. that's uh, another, Vienna is the capital of Austria, it's another European <laughs> country. Um, and I was working at the time on audiovisual quality, audiovisual quality um, improvement. So that was not really related um, to spatial. And then from there, I went to the Netherlands where I work for the European Space Agency. And that's where that connection to the spatial sector really really started because I came in through the telecommunications experience, but the audiovisual background then started to connect as well with image processing and then through image processing, then geospatial data um, and then other types of applications. Mm. Do you, um, I mean, you, you've been doing more of the spatial kind of stuff. Um, is it something that you're happy that you've kind of, I kind of say fallen into because it wasn't where you kind of started, but um, is it something that you really are enjoying getting to, 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 you know, see and manipulate and use that data and help other people with it? I mean, that's a pretty big thing to. Yeah, look, I, I, I really love it. And, and I think I'm, I'm fortunate to have sort of fallen on that path. And I think upon coming to Australia, I continued on that path. There were certain yeah. things that I could have done and, 
uh, or changed, you know, an opportunity to perhaps change directions. And I chose to stick with that, with that path. Um, the reason I really love what we can do in the sector, particularly utilizing geospatial data is as we were saying before, you know, the range of applications is endless. And um, I just love working with communities and, and mm-hmm. getting to, you know, to really engage with them and, and uncover some of the problems that they have and then how we can then translate those problems into potential solutions and utilizing geospatial data for that. And and the applications are endless, right? I mean, when you look at the work that um, that Frontier SI, for example, is doing, you know, we've got projects on healthcare, you've got projects on the environment, um, water quality, um, water quantity, mining, um, you know, bushfire no, management. You can yeah. go on and on yeah. and on. And, and I think uh, when you work in that space, it's always new. Mm. Um, you need to have that that learning lenses constantly on, and and that can be challenging as well because sometimes it feels like um, you know you're never an expert because everything <laughs> is moving. Um, but you sort of, if you keep that mindset, I think it's uh, yeah, it's truly enjoyable. Yeah. Um, so you were just talking about you know the 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 changing, the, and so that would be. Um, and I find that too a challenge uh, with things changing all the time and having to try and keep on top of it. Um, it's it sometimes you're sort of going, oh, I've just got my head around doing this and all of a sudden they've just thrown yeah. something else into it. <laughs> yeah, I think I've had to, this is something that I've pr- probably learned a few years back when I was at ESA because I was probably managing at the time five to six projects all in different applications and that sort of falls in a similar way of some of the things that I do now um, you have to really embrace this comfort uh, and you have to be uncomfortable yes. and just just trust that you don't have to be the expert all the time um, that you're a piece of the puzzle and, and that it's really about collaboration and tapping onto the people that you have in your team or when you work with multiple companies and you know industry government uh, academia um, tap onto the expertise of, of the experts and then pulling that together and that's I guess where where my craft comes uh, <laughs> you can't expect to be an expert on, on, on everything I wish I could but uh, you know there's just 24 hours in a day yeah oh that's that's brilliant brilliant advice um always sort of believe that you know when you're working in a team that you play to the strengths of each of your individual people and and, and go from there and help build on that sort of thing so that um, yeah really resonates with with me uh, you talked about uh, the superstars of stem yeah, so Superstars of Tim um, is a program run by um, Science and Technology Australia. It's been running for a couple of years and it's just a, a fantastic opportunity. It is a privilege of uh, having been selected um, to, to portray women that are working in science, technology, engineering and mathematics across Australia. Um, to portray the diversity of women that are working on those fields and yeah. to, I guess, create a bigger public profile of, of what it is that these women do, um, what it is that they work on, and to really encourage the new generations of uh, of girls uh, to come along and, and study STEM because we know there's a shortage um, of, of people in these areas and definitely a shortage um, of women. Mm, yeah, it's... Um there's there's you know we've been trying to do this massive push haven't we to say that you know um science and technology and everything it's not that scary and there's so many places that it can take you and 
you know you don't have to be the best at maths or you don't have to be the best at science you know find that little little bit that you like and grab onto it and move on from there and and look and see where that can take you I think is yeah look I I agree with that and I think one of the things that as an industry we we have the responsibility to do is to communicate that better and to show that better I guess to to young to young girls and and to little girls and young women that may be thinking about a career it's about changing the what for the why why are you doing this and what can you ultimately achieve it's not just about the maths or the coding I sometimes um you know look at how this you know there's all this focus on coding there's all this focus on the actual bits and pieces it's like learning to to read and write you know it's a tool that you have to an end Mm -hmm. and um yes sometimes for some people it can be hard but you know, once you got, you put your head to it, you know, it's not that hard. It's like riding a bicycle. Once you get it, you understand how it works. And then it's just another tool that would allow you to do anything you want, you know, from a science perspective or from a spatial perspective, you know, how can you then um, use data, use information to, to solve problems, which is, which is great. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you sort of go, okay, this is the foundation. This is how it works. If you know how that is, then you can... You can implement and put things into that to get, you know, from X to Y sort of thing. It's not not something that's, you know, forever going to be changing. It's that, you know, simple equation that you've got to remember. And once you've got it, then, you know, it sits in the back of your head. It's not going to be changing that much in the sense yeah. of those foundations of of what you need to know. And there's a bigger picture as well with that. And I mean, if I look at my background, you know, what I learned at, uh, during university from a telecommunications engineering point of view, uh, those formulas that are very, very difficult maths that I actually really liked and enjoyed. I don't use it, but that that's, that I don't use it today. But I know that that's given me the confidence to know that um, if I need to tackle something difficult, I've been able to do it in the past. I can I can dig into that confidence. I can dig into that knowledge to then um, unlock you know something similar in another area. And that's what what you really get out of. Um, science or technology or engineering mathematics degree that confidence and that uh, trust in your ability that you know you've been able to do that Um, and that's just the beginning to continue to learn and to continue to unlock other things yeah and because you said something before about you know um being uncomfortable and and you know pushing yourself and things like that and and I've always sort of thought you know you've got to have that that one foot out in the deep and be a little bit uncomfortable because that's when you really do start to learn if you stay that's in that right. comfort zone you become stale um is my yeah that's that's so true there is there is no growth in the comfort of your couch yeah. you oh, know yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um it, it definitely is comfortable but it's you can also find yourself stuck um you know and, and anyone will tell you that um any big um leaps are uncomfortable anytime you're uncomfortable you probably you probably know or you should know that uh, when you're in the uncomfortable zone that's the good zone to be because that's when you're learning that's when you're stretching yourself yep yep definitely um you with with what you do do you think that you play a role or have an impact in relation to equality within the industry um i think you know, I, I think it can be an image for others to 
to look upon. Um, I never really, and, and I've evolved on this regards over the last few years. I always, I never wanted to differentiate myself saying I'm a, I'm a woman yes. or uh, um, I speak a different language or, or whatever. But the more, um, the more I grow up, <laughs> the older I get, I realize that it actually is important to portray different people, different ways of thinking, yes. different ways of doing um and um even you know with superstars of stem we're getting some training there and it was really revealing the other day as uh the ceo michelle schubert said to us you know um you have a responsibility because you're in the spotlight and so i guess that's what i'm sort of trying to tell myself um once you're out and people start to look at you um you're actually, you know, you're in a position of giving to the community. And so I, th I think it's uh, it's extremely humbling and it's extremely, um, I guess, sometimes intimidating. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess I'm just I'm just an individual that's that's trying to to live by my values. And, and that is about making sure that there is equal opportunity for women, uh, but equal opportunity for everyone. But I think yes. the reason the reason we start with women, it's because it's uh, it's so crystal clear and it's perhaps the easiest to pick. Yeah. Um, but every time I, you know, I talk about these things, I think you start with inclusion um, rather than with diversity, if you can, you know, if you're creating a space where everyone is included, then diversity should naturally happen because mm -hmm. you're putting down any barriers, uh, preventing anyone that's different from accessing it. Now, all of this is really nice and, and it's a lot <laughs> harder uh, done than said, but um, yeah, I guess it's, that's probably the baseline to have in mind as, as you go about this. Yeah, I think that um, equality, inclusion, diversity, you know, they all have their little bits and pieces, but I, I really agree with you in that um, if you start with the inclusion, everything else kind of falls in place. Yeah. 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 Um, if you could say anything to younger generations, um, and so when I mean that, male, female, doesn't matter who you are, because for me, um, it, it's all about just getting people into our industry. I do want to see more females in surveying, but <laughs> the whole industry is a plus. <laughs> um, what would you say to them, um, for ones that either have absolutely no idea about our geospatial community um, or someone who might be thinking of a career in any of our you know, geospatial careers, what, what would you say to them to encourage them to make that step? Yeah, I would just say to them, um, go for it. And, and once you start learning about it, if you feel that the technical side of things, it's a little bit of putting, stick with it. Um, there is really no gain. Um, there's short gain in short effort, uh, you know, when you actually go through challenging um, degrees. And, and I think there is degree of challenge in surveying and, and spatial, but not, my, not more than in others. You mm. know, when you're tackling technical aspects, technical degrees or technical disciplines, um, just again, look at what the end game can be for you. And the fact yeah. that, you know, you'll be working in an industry that, uh, you know, upon, in which you'll have the tools to work across multiple sectors. And, and as we were saying before, um, really constantly learning and never ending. You know, it's not that you're going to study this and you're going to be stuck with this forever. Uh, you're going to have this great possibility to apply to multiple areas. And I think one thing that people forget as well, um, and this is what I would say to, to 
particularly women and, and young women that perhaps do not see technical degrees as something of their liking because they're more focused on the human aspect. There is a great deal of impact that you can achieve um, when you work um, in the spatial sector because there are lots of solutions for people yes. that make uh, that make this a better world and you can utilize the data, you could utilize the technology um, to provide that solution. So you can actually be an active part uh, of that change, which is something that sometimes gets missed um, when we look at technical degrees. Yeah, it does, and because I think that's where you find a lot of a, a lot of the um, you know the the females do kind of head towards the humanitarian type of stuff. So yeah, if you can sort of spin that, that you know this will be able to you know use it in that area and make impacts for so many people. I think that's where you get a little light bulb switch going. Ah, oh, oh, it, I and don't a different have to work in childcare or you know. And a different type of impact because you're talking about impact that scale. You're talking about um, evidence-based change, um, and and you only get that you only get that mindset when you go about um, a STEM degree, yeah. because you start to think differently. You will think critically. You will question everything that's presented <laughs> in front of you, and that's something that that we definitely need more and more of as we move into this era of. Um, it's unfortunately we're already in it misinformation um so i don't think there's any other option but to have that uh, you know that stem lenses on um if you don't want to be you know caught up or, or left behind hmm. lovely so we're here for international women's day what does the day mean to you um i think the day is a good opportunity to remember um, a lot of women that have come before us that have worked really, 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 really hard to bring us where we are today. Mm. Uh, don't take for granted where we are. Um, and I think uh, I see, and, and it makes me very sad how some young women uh, sort of, you know, are, are happy to to give some of their freedoms away. You know, there's, there's a lot of work that has been done by generations before you to be where you are. So acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. um, but also look at what it is to come and, and how do we reach a, a space where there's, you know, we, we're all equals and we all have access to all opportunities. And we're not there yet. Um, many, many, you know, more and more people are actually becoming aware of it. Yeah. And we all have an, uh, I guess, a responsibility individually to, um, you know, to look at what it is that you can do from where you sit um, and as a minimum educate yourself um, and become aware of I guess inequalities uh, around you and the other thing I would say around International Women's Day is look at perhaps take the day as an opportunity to find um, who are your local heroes who are the women around you that um, that are doing you know amazing things to change and to improve the situation for other women mm -hmm. um it was interesting recently we were you know we were asked about you know people that that you were inspired by and i heard a lot of uh, through through this sort of this training with superstars and many people could could name american um people that influenced them and i thought well maybe it's time for us to start looking around um because i'm sure you do have a lot of um inspiring women and mentors around you um and maybe it's time to know their names as well so that's my call i guess to oh. everyone out there for today nice. for international <laughs> women's day no i like that one that, that is fantastic it's uh 
you know, it's nice to hear other people's um, ideas and opinions and stuff because, yeah, you kind of get stuck in your own little world and you can't see past that. So having other people sort of saying, you know, look at this or try this and all that sort of stuff, it's um, it's really refreshing to hear. So thank you for for sharing that with us. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Well, thank you so much for, for being here today with us and sharing just a little bit of your story. Um, happy International Women's Day to you, Eva. Same to you, Peter, and same to everyone else um, in uh, acknowledging all of those women doing great things and uh, the ones that are yet to come. Lovely. Thank you. See thank you later. You. Bye. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for joining me today on Defining Boundaries. Could you introduce yourself and let everyone know where you're from? Um, my name's Amanda. I came from China originally and uh, I graduated from MIT about four years ago. And now I'm with Social Vision as a, a cadastral um, adjustment technician yeah. on the DCM project. Okay, brilliant. Um, so, you, when did you come over from China? Uh, came over about 10 years ago, did high school here. And then um, because I'm interested in ge geography and math during high school, yep. I wanted to do something related to uh, geography in uni. So I just stump stumbled across geospatial science and later transferred to surveying at RMIT. And um, yeah, and stayed in yeah, stayed in yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 really cool to hear um, you know the different reasons why people get into our industry. So, um, so the company you work for is it a small company or a bigger company? Um, medium size. So, okay. uh, well, they classify themselves as a small company. Like we got fifty people, oh, okay. and they're mainly uh, IT. Um, company consulting as well and surveying and this DCM project is a new um, sort of direction they want to try. Mm. This job is full, uh, it's only office based but it's closely related to uh, surveying especially cadastral so mm. having a surveying background is very important. Yeah most definitely especially if you're working with the DCDB. Uh, sorry DCM. Oh it's, sorry DCM. Uh, uh, sorry, it's a Victorian government's invested project to mm. um, to update the cadaster, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah. I was using a Sydney or a New South Wales term. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> or what I kind of from way back know it was, so I apologise for getting that mixed uh, no, up. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, good to know the different terms in... in um, the territories and mm. states. Yeah. So when you were um, when you were doing your university, did you get to work with any companies part time or anything? Yes, yes. Uh, it's actually crucial because at RIT, uh, the you have to do work placement before you can ah. actually graduate. Okay. So for bachelor level, I think uh, back in the day, it's forty days compulsory. Mm -hmm. So I got pretty lucky, got in with a company called Digital Land Surveys um, in, in just a local uh, cadastral firm. 
and I stuck with them for about three years mm-hmm. and did assistant surveyor to um, or what they call surveyor technician to, yeah. to just stand behind a jigger and pushing buttons kind of thing and then yeah, yeah three years yeah <laughs> but uh-huh. not in that one role yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you like about working in in the industry um, it's different <laughs> and it's outdoorsy yeah so and you get to play with cool uh, technology uh, technologies yeah like, um, if, if you're game enough you can fly drones and it, it, otherwise you can do like laser scannings and all that sort of thing and that's really interests me <laughs> somewhere to go to next huh learn some new, yeah. new gadgets what do you find the most challenging part of your job um the physical part i think mm-hmm. um out about in the city degree day <laughs> that's <laughs> probably not as fun the extremities of uh, the really hot and the really cold huh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for me that's that's uh dig my hazard in yeah right Otherwise, <laughs> um as part of your job or you know going through uni and all that sort of stuff did you did you meet many other females doing you know the surveying or the spatial sort of jobs yep um definitely at our year we have um i think another girl uh, also doing surveying and another two girls doing geospatial uh-huh. and uh, that's already you know a big number <laughs> for our year yeah and then during the four-year studies we have had a lot of guest speakers uh coming to us um and a lot of them are female as well just talking about their experience in uh, like technology company mm. and um, research stream um yeah and that's good to see female faces in in the industry mm. Yeah, definitely. What um, what what would you say to younger generations who were thinking about coming into our industry to to give them something, um, some kind of encouragement to you know maybe tip them over the edge or or let them know <laughs> what 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 we what we do and what we can achieve. Um, it's almost like a secret society, but. Um, <laughs> It's just really cool to to be in with. Like you really need to um, spend some time to develop the understanding for this industry because no one's ever gonna tell you. Like not your parents or your teacher because they probably don't know yeah. about it as well. So it's really a um, a self journey to get on with it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and especially if you like outdoor work, something different, something, some cool technology, just give surveying a go. And I like it. Mm, yeah, great. So we're here for International Women's Day. Um, yep. What does that mean? What does that this day mean to you? <laughs> uh, what does it mean to me? I reckon just to... Um, celebrate both my own female's contribution to this profession Mm -hmm. um and uh hope to get more girls interested and uh um changing the changing the stereotype of this profession a little bit if we can 
Brilliant. Such a such a good thing to try and achieve. So hopefully along the way we can get our stories out there and let all the girls hear it because it's a job that we can do. <laughs> and we all have to do. Well, yes. <laughs> well, happy International Women's Day, Amanda, and thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter, for organising it. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Peter. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So if you could just introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're from to start off with. I am currently a part-time TAFE teacher mm -hmm. at Ultimo TAFE within the Surveying and Spatial Information section. Mm -hmm. I have 15 years prior experience in the industry where I started off as an assistant. I was an assistant for two years and then for the remainder, so 13 years, I was a party leader. Fantastic. It's great to see. And uh, so with your, uh, before you went into the industry, um, did you go straight from school to doing a qualification or um, how did you actually work your way into it? Um, so when I was in high school, I originally thought I was going to be a nurse oh. and I, <laughs> I know, so different, so different. <laughs> I did nursing for a year. Me, I did um, aged care for a year. <laughs> <laughs> so are they totally different industries, completely different. I did a work experience at a, at a hospital yeah. and I found that I don't like the sight of blood. I don't like seeing people in pain and I thought I can't do this <laughs> I can't do it um so when I actually finished high school in at the end of um year 12 yeah I didn't actually know what I wanted to do yep. and my dad suggested surveying he said he's he uh worked in construction saw some surveyors had a rough idea yeah okay uh, as a lot of people do they have a rough idea of what surveyors do yeah and he suggested it to me so um I contacted TAFE I uh you know asked them what are the options? Back then it was different. So you had the, you know, I think you may remember the setup. It was Cert, uh, it was, was it Cert 3, 4, 5? No, Cert, Cert 3, 4 and Diploma. But I was able to go straight into the Diploma for some reason. Oh, okay. They, they covered units that were in the Cert 3. Right. I think it was like a bundle or something. It was like a bundle okay. right. um, qualification. And I signed up, I signed up for full-time and I was devastated when I didn't get in they put me into part-time day which was one day a week oh no but they ended up I, I know I was I was so devastated I don't know why looking back now it was actually a blessing because I could get a job and work four days in the industry yeah so I got a lot of experience yeah it, it did take four years it was one day a week for four years and Saturdays of course but um it ended up being a blessing it ended up being the best thing yeah so yeah, isn't that funny how you think you've got one thing in mind when you're finishing school and you end up somewhere completely different? Completely different. Yeah. Completely. And it was just the perfect fit. Like it is yeah. the best the best thing. Like I couldn't imagine doing anything else to be honest. Mm. It's it just fit. <laughs> <laughs> um so I know that now you're uh not working in the industry because you've just finished up. Um, what were you doing while you were in the industry? What kind of work were you doing? Um, mostly detail surveys. That was like my forte. That was what I was really good at. 
and uh, the last company I was at, they they just put me on detail surveys all the time, which was fine. I was happy to do them. I enjoyed them. I got really good at them. Yeah. Um, so mostly details. I have done a little bit of set out. Nothing, no high rise. I haven't had any experience with high rise. Yeah, okay. Um, or tunneling or yeah. or rail or anything. Just real basic sort of surveying yeah. stuff. Small, yeah. small scale. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, did you, when you did your, your, um, your jobs and stuff, were you basically from start to finish, do the field work, do the drafting and everything? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, especially at the last company. So the first company, I worked for three companies. Yeah, okay. uh, the first one was very it was small yep. and it was out in the field every single day. Uh, so I didn't process any of my work. Mm-hmm. Second company, I processed part of it. Yep. And then the final company, I processed all of it. And it was great because my end product literally went to the client. It was emailed directly to them, Yeah. Um, yeah. which was a really good feeling, good uh um job completion uh job satisfaction yeah for seeing with that what you've done out in the field on paper and delivered to the client yeah for sure for sure so the whole package it was yeah it was good yeah Yeah. what did you like most about about working in the industry the mix of indoors and outdoors 100 percent um especially on beautiful um, days not not too hot not too cold <laughs> but those those were the really good days especially a little bit overcast um so there's no like heat shimmer you'd, yeah. you'd know about yeah. heat yeah. shimmer but um yeah those, those were the good the good days and and just going different places um some detail surveys would you would be there for maybe a week or two mm. but then you'd be somewhere else and some some weeks you were at a different place every single day yeah yeah. So it was really good variety. Yeah, such a variety, isn't it? It's um, mm. so good to go. It's like it was. It's like going on little adventures, isn't it? It is a bit. It is. And you don't know where you're going to end up <laughs> any given day. And I've, I've gone all over Sydney. Um, I haven't. That's the other thing I haven't done is really go outside of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just always been in Sydney. Yeah. But yeah, it's new suburb. Almost every every single job's a new suburb, really. <laughs> yeah. And what would have been the most challenging part of your job while you were working? The most challenging, um, and I say this not to turn anybody off, uh, it's just the heat of summer. Yeah. The summer, it, it's, it's not the, the heat, the, when I say heat, I mean like the 42 degree yeah. days. Yeah. They're not, you don't get them often. They're really rare, um, especially I'm out in Western Sydney, so it gets hot out here. Yeah. You don't but get that I've, sea breeze. <laughs> that's right. But I've learned to manage it health-wise, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. breaks, um, set up in the shade, water, yeah. you know, all that sort of thing. Um, so with with learning that, it's it hasn't actually been too bad the last five, six, seven years. So, yeah, just learning how to monitor and um, look after yourself. Yeah. And it's always easy, easier to keep yourself warm than it is to cool off, isn't 100%. it? <laughs> yes. I'm a, I'm a winter baby, so yes. <laughs> um, so now you're a part-time teacher with TAFE. Um, do you think that, and maybe this relates to you actually working in the industry as well, but do you think you um, play a role um, or have an impact in relation to uh, bringing some equality to our industry? Um, I certainly hope so. Mm-hmm. I, I um, 
I, when I was in industry, the last company, we had about six, six female surveyors and oh. I think five are, five are, they're all registered. Five of them are all registered. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is really, really good. Yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't have you as a teacher when you were a teacher at TAFE. <laughs> um, all of my teachers were men, which again, fine, I haven't got an issue. But I think, I don't know, I just hope that I, by me being there in the teaching side, I can, I can make the men especially aware that, hey, there are actually women out there doing this as well. It's not just, just men, it's, it's women as well. Yeah. And to encourage women too. Um, I don't know. I, I do have a couple of female students. Yeah. Uh, I don't give them any special like treatment or anything like that, but I, I do always, hope that they I always pushed them harder. <laughs> Did you same? I actually, I, I, I say, no, your standards got to be super high. <laughs> um, uh, and um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. I just hope that they feel, I guess a little bit more at ease that if, yeah. if I can do it, if I've done it, they yeah. can do it. They yeah. can do it as well. They can be an industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you could say anything to the younger generations, um, you know, whether it is male or female, because um, I'm all about getting our name out there for anyone who wants to, to join, whether, you know, boy or girl, um, what would you say to them to encourage them to think about doing surveying? Well, it's one thing that I, especially at my old high school, I would have loved to have gone and appeared at like a career day or something and yeah. or done like a presentation on stage. I never did. I never sort of approached them or anything, but it is something that um, it is such a unique industry. If you have even good problem solving skills, if you enjoy a challenge, not impossible, but just a challenge, a bit of, you know, yeah. bit of um, yeah. thinking involved, but um, it's, it's, it is a really good, well-rounded industry mm. um I went to I was actually at a couple of those career expos mm. I think I did two of them um that they held for the for the high school students and it was really great to see the ones come up especially saying oh my dad's a surveyor and I always say to them you should do it too does he enjoy it and they go yes he does I said well you should give it a go um I try I try my best to encourage yeah. um to encourage the younger the younger people it is a great a great job like I'm, I'm so happy that I got into it yeah yeah I think uh pretty much everyone I speak to is the same and you know I've been pushing it for many many years and you know have such a passion for it and it's so it's so diverse in what you can actually do you know you can be oh. a land surveyor you can be a pilot you can be a scanning you know expert there's just the it goes on so many that's right and it's it's just it's it's so much bigger than what i did that's the thing yeah. it's so much more than what i did yeah yeah well what i've been in the industry for what 26 years now and i've just oh, wow. i've just discovered um hydrographic surveying and i'm thinking oh why didn't i do that <laughs> you know i've had that, that was actually had that little i did it as, yeah oh you did so you actually did a little bit of it yeah yeah Oh, wow. That's so cool. Mm. Um, I remember when I did my TAFE course, we had to choose uh, a type of surveying and we had to do like a report on it. Mm. And I chose hydrographic to do it on. This was years ago yeah. when I did my yeah. course. But yeah. Um, yeah, and that just seems so cool. Like it seemed like a really cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's something I would have liked to have uh, pursued at some stage. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hindsight is a wonderful yes, thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so we're here to um, celebrate International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. What does the day mean to you? It is quite literally just, it's a day for us. Yeah. It's a day for us to actually say, hey, we can do whatever we want to do. We can we can be whatever we want to be. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a male stereotypical industry or not or or generally male-dominated role. It doesn't have to be surveying. It can be in medicine. Um, can be in in anything really yeah. it's it's a chance for us to say hey we we're, we're just as important yeah as the men beautiful that's my my take not i don't think more important i think just as important just as important yeah <laughs> just as important that's yeah. we're equal yeah exactly exactly all right sarah well thank you so much for joining me today and happy international women's day to you thank you very much peter happy international women's day to you also <laughs> hi my name is ella um, I, uh, I started surviving at TAFE, uh, graduated last year, uh, in Australia, I'm originally from Poland, um, family of surveyors. My dad uh, was surveyor and my dad, my, my brother is surveyor in, in Poland. Oh, um, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't so much, uh, into surveying uh until until um until just recently um, <laughs> um working working different jobs i realized um wasn't so much uh, for me and i and yeah i was thinking a lot about this and decided to give it a go and yeah i love it now it's uh, it's really interesting um every day is different um yeah. It was a big, big challenge for me because uh, while I was studying, I, you know, um, I had a six-month-old baby, and then during my study, I had another one. So I've got yeah. two, two young small ones. kids now, uh, young ones. Um, but yeah, love my job, love, love surveying, and yeah, it's really, really interesting. Fantastic. So where do you work, Ella? Uh, I, I changed jobs just recently um mm-hmm. i work for the last few weeks um i'm at lincoln lincoln surveyors mm-hmm. um, what are you doing there yeah uh so i'll be working um on big uh, bigger projects um not sure exactly yet uh which project we'll be working at mm-hmm. um i just started so at the moment i'm at the moment yeah, at the moment I'm doing uh, lots of different inductions and um, and training on uh, 12D 12D program. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so the the qualifications that you did through TAFE, um, you did a little bit mix of uh, full time and, and part time. How did you find that? Uh, yes, so I did certificate three and four full time. Yeah. Uh, I did diploma online. Um, I found I mm, doing this online was was much harder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess because you're not always there. You don't always have your teachers um, next to you. 
or your colleagues next to you to try and solve different um, problems to to study. Mm. Lots I had to do on my own through YouTube. So YouTube helped me a lot with my <laughs> assignments. Um, but also while I was doing towards the end of my diploma, COVID hit, so we couldn't really go to TAFE and have support that we normally probably that I probably could have oh. if COVID wasn't here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So doing this uh, full time, um, I feel like I've learned more on yeah studying full time at TAFE. Fair enough. Um, I can't believe that your family are surveyors and I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very different things surveyor in Poland. <laughs> yeah. Not not a question I ever thought of asking you. So um so you said that um what you like most about working is, you know, you getting outside, doing different things, all that sort of stuff. What's the most challenging part you find of your job? Um well, at the moment, I'm I'm still an assistant. So for me, the most challenging uh, is um, being um, being always assigned uh, to different projects. So I was doing just a little bit of one thing, a little bit of other projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never done really from the start to the end. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so the most challenging is yeah understanding overall of everything what what steps should we do should should i be doing from a to z if i was responsible for for Mm -hmm. for the whole project um but i guess it's just the learning steps that yeah i need to start somewhere and and uh, yeah one day i'll know what to do yeah 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 it's still um still early days for you so yeah getting all the experience and eventually you'll you know be able to put all those pieces together and yes you'll get it for sure yeah and for me very challenging is as well um combining with family life having two small children at home um yeah that's 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 quite hard um now uh, in this new job, uh, we've got long shifts, so it's 10 hour shifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't mind. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not too, too bad. It's not, uh, very tiring, uh, so far. Uh, just thinking about, yeah, um, kids dropping them to daycare, um, being their own time to pick them up. Yeah, that's 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 quite challenging. That's quite yeah. hard. Yeah, that's um, that was probably one of the the struggles and challenges that I always had. You know, with young kids starting out in my career, yeah. Was, yeah, trying to juggle the hours. You know, when can the husband pick them up? When can I pick them up? All that kind of stuff. Or do you have to rely on somebody else? But um, yeah, thankfully we have childcare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, childcare. Um... Childcare, my childcare starts at 7.30 and I start work at 7, so I always need to check with my husband when he can drop them off. So that's why I'm not um, working full-time at the moment. I'm on casual basis, um, yeah. working just a few days a week, sometimes two, sometimes three. Mm. Um, all depends. Um, yeah, 
where I can have working day. Yeah, fair enough. And so we're here for International Women's Day. Um, what does that mean to you? Well, um, uh, International Women's Day, it's, it's big in Poland. In Australia, I don't really see much happening um, for women on the day. Um, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's okay. Um, so what sort of things did they do in Poland then if it was so big over there? For uh, lots of companies do. Um, sometimes we, can, we, we could take a day off. Uh, lots of uh, um, presents, full f uh, presents, flowers. Um, uh, yeah, not not sure. Not sure nowadays what's happening. Yeah. Uh, really, I haven't been there for ten years. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's changed in terms of. Um, mm. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so we're here because I want to try and get the word out to the younger generation. Part partly for celebrating International Women's Day, celebrating all of you guys that I get to talk to who have made awesome careers, uh, you know, out of the surveying and spatial industry. What would you say to someone new coming into the industry to encourage them to join our industry? Well, I think that um, it's, uh, it's still uh, more, more people still see this industry as an industry for men. Um, there is still um, much more men um, than, than women in the, in the industry. Uh, although in my new company, there is quite few few girls working with me. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, that's really good. Yeah, in, in previous one, I, I had one one lady working with me. So it's nice to see more of us. Yeah. Um, I would say it's not, uh, it's not as hard as, as complicated as uh, we probably everyone things uh, in constructions uh, in construction industries surviving um, we can do as much as the men can do I think yeah mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I had trouble of carrying as much equipment as my colleagues but uh, <laughs> you know um, yeah it's um, I think I would say don't be afraid, don't be scared of trying. If you if you think that's that's what you'd like to do, don't think it just for just for men. We you know it's um, we we could do it as well. And there is more women now in the in this industry. Yeah, definitely. And often when I go when I used to go on the side, I actually had uh, from from people working there. Oh, it's nice to see it's nice to see a woman on the job. Oh. That's, that's nice to hear that, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, Here it is. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, happy International Women's Day, Ella. And uh, it is so good to see you, thank you completed your studies and out there working. It's really nice to see. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bill.
You helped me a lot. Ah. You're a great teacher. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Lara. Thank you for joining me on to Defining Boundaries today. Would you like to uh, introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're from? Hello, my name is Lara. I'm from Argentina and I work in the south of my country as a mine surveyor. Mm -hmm. I have been working as a surveyor since 2016. Wow. So in mining the whole time? Uh, yes, uh, I work uh, underground. Mm -hmm. So what is your position um, where you are, where you're working? Uh, my position is mining surveyor. Right, okay. And so what sort of things do you do underground? Well, uh, I am the responsible to, to measure the tunnel development, mm -hmm. um, do the solids of the mining hole inside the mine. Yeah, okay. So uh, you need to be relatively accurate then. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and you have a, a qualification in surveying? Uh, yes, I am survey engineer. Mm -hmm. So you did a degree at university, is that correct? Exactly. I studied five years. Mm -hmm. And where did you do that at? What university? Sorry, can you repeat me? Yeah, yeah. Where where did you do your studies? What university did you study at? Ah, okay. Uh, the university is Universidad Nacional del Litoral here in Argentina. Mm -hmm. It's a very popular university here. Okay, great. Five years. That's a uh, long time. Yes. <laughs> what attracted you to the surveying industry? Well, I like to do outdoor activities. So I think that this is was one important reason that I choose this career. I enjoy uh, when I was working on the field. Yeah, yeah. Most, that's mostly what uh, most of the people say that they enjoy being outside. Yeah, yes, I, I can imagine. <laughs> What's the most challenging part of your job? The uh, most challenging part, um, I guess, uh, I start to work underground mm -hmm. here in Argentina. Uh, most of people are men. Yeah. And for example, in the surveyor team, uh, before me, uh, there wasn't a girl working with them. So this was the most challenging. Mm -hmm. But nowadays I, have, I haven't any problem. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Mm -hmm. um, if you had a, a chance to put a message out to, to young, younger generations um, who have either no idea about surveying or would be thinking about a career in surveying, what would you say to them to encourage them? Um, I tell them that uh, it's a very interesting career 
that women or girls uh, can do the shop and there are a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. um there is a, a, a very uh, there are different things to do at the shop for example uh, you can be at the office or you can work in the field or for example as me i do both of them i work uh, on the mine but then i go to the office so it's very interesting mm, yeah it's good to have that um that mix isn't it yes yeah yeah um do do you think that um further along in your career because you said you've only been in it for six years that um you will have an impact in relation to um, supporting maybe other other younger people coming into the mining industry or working with you as you know being a, a mentor to them or being able to guide them within your position. Sorry, I I, I can I can get it because uh, the audio was cut. Oh, okay, that's okay. Do um. Do you think that you play a role or will have an impact in relation to um, supporting people within your industry in, in your job? Uh, not at this moment, but when I was a student, uh, I worked as a, um, at the university as a kind of teacher or helper. Uh -huh. And I help or I teach um, young uh, students yeah. uh, in this case I I try to them and maybe I inspire some uh, mm -hmm. to continue and study this career uh, because in a lot of a uh, lot of time they they didn't know if uh, they want this kind of engineer or another for example civil engineer or something like this and in this case, uh, I think that I could be a kind of mentor for them. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's it's nice to be able to uh, help other people, isn't it? In in something that you love doing. Yes. Um, I, in this case, I was on I was on the last year of the university. Uh, they were at, in the first month, so mm. uh, they they had a lot of questions, and they they were asking me. Uh, every every time, a lot of these questions. So, I think that uh, I motivating them to encourage this career. Mm, fantastic. So mm -hmm. we're doing these interviews for International Women's Day. What does the day mean to you? It the, the audio was cut. Uh, again, <laughs> uh, we're doing. We're doing uh, these interviews for International Women's Day. What does the day mean to you? I can I don't understand you. Sorry. Okay. Um, so we're celebrating International Women's Day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, does it mean anything to you? Um, the International Women's Day. Um, uh, Yes, of course, um, because, for example, I, here at the man, I work in the technical service area. Um, 
which has me just uh, three or four women mm-hmm. and I am the only one at the survey surveyor team and so remember this aid was important for us because uh, we are working here and we are trying to work uh, as same as uh, the boys so to help uh, help them help them encourage you and celebrate your exactly yeah yeah okay well thank you so much for joining me today happy international women's day and thank you for sharing your story with me okay thank you to you hi Mareka, and welcome to defining boundaries thanks for joining me today hello <laughs> So please introduce yourself to everybody um, and tell them where you're from. Yes, I'm uh, Marek. I'm from Belgium um, and I'm, I'm a surveyor, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working now uh, for 10 years as a surveyor. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of my career, if I can say like that, I work for a company. But since um, five years, I work uh, for my own. So I have my own company. And uh, the work I do as surveying is most of the time I'm on building sites. Okay, fantastic. So um, is your company a big company or a small company? I'm working completely alone. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking a little bit to find somebody, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's a big step also for one person to a bigger company. But my idea for the future is make it a little bit bigger if possible. <laughs> Fantastic. So do you find it struggle um, just working on your own in, in the construction industry? Sometimes, yes, but it's more because of the work in the building side, because thing is on the side, a surveyor, they say, yeah, tomorrow you have to be here and you have to jump, if I can say it like yeah. that. You yeah. have to do what they ask. And when you're alone, it's sometimes difficult because you have one planning or maybe one day you don't feel good or something. So that's, that's a little bit of a struggle to be alone. Mm. Uh, for the rest, it's, it's going good, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So um, what kind of qualification do you have then? Uh, you mean for the study, what I study? Yes, what or... you study. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I study uh, university. Mm-hmm. So I study civil construction. Okay. And- in Belgium after I did one year extra for the part of surveying. Okay. So it's five years in total and uh, yeah. Yeah. So what attracted you to the surveying? Um, if I have to be honest with you, I didn't really know so much about surveying. When I was 17 years old, I saw sometimes a, a man the size from the street and I said, this is, this looks something, something nice. So then I, I contact one surveyor in my village to ask if I can go one or two weeks in the holiday with him to see what they do. And from that moment when I did these two weeks stages, I was stagiaire, I say, yeah, this is something nice. But then I did my study. I finished my study. I put in my head, I want to be surveyor. So I go for the study. <laughs> and then after the study, I, I came on the building sites because honestly, when I did my um, when I was at school, they never spoke about surveying on building side these things. I never really knew this was also one part of the job. Yeah, okay. Uh, I started working for the company then. They sent me to a few building sites. And from that moment, yeah, I don't know. I, I said, this is love. 
yeah and that's why, yeah this is also the main thing i do now so it's uh, yeah okay so um small buildings or real big high-rise buildings yeah in the beginning i was most of the time on small buildings but now i'm uh, on big projects i just finished uh, end of last year one um, high tower uh, a high rise from 107 meters wow. so there from the beginning till the end and this is something it gives me um i don't know how to say in english but it's at the um, end of the building when it's there you feel joy you feel joy or proud that you yeah have, yeah and oh this i make also i help with the whole project to come up and then mm-hmm. yeah it's a really, really nice feeling yeah yeah so, i know I think uh, most most of us know uh, what you're talking about there. <laughs> yeah. And do you have family? Yes, I have uh, one brother, one sister, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's it. I'm alone. I'm single. If you mean, if you mean yeah. this. No, no, yeah, yeah. either. They, yeah, yeah. They they had no interest in doing anything like that. No, not really. They also think I work a little bit too much. <laughs> No, 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 they're not uh, in the same business, no. Yeah, okay, most surveyors do work a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think all of us are. <laughs> yes, um, so, what, so what do you like the most about the industry? For me, the, the, it's, really, it's really a difficult question because there are a lot of parts I really like and it's, it's difficult to say the most, but I think the combination, first of all, to work outside and inside yeah. is perfect balance because I don't see myself the whole day in the office. It's I get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you come on, on all different places. And because, like I was telling you, the project I ended last year, I'm there on top of the tower. I put some points, of course, but I'm looking the view and I say, wow, this is not everybody can come here. And, and it's not only there, but also other projects. You come on places not everybody can come on the same places. And then I, I feel really lucky that I have the chance to be there. Mm. And so one of the parts that surveying, yeah, is able to. So, uh, yeah, this, I think the two most, yeah. most uh, positive points from the job, I think for me, this is, uh, yeah, is that. Yeah, it seems to be a, uh, a common thing when it comes to what people like yeah. the most. And the most challenging part of your job? Um, you have a big responsibility. Yeah. Because I'm only talking about what I, my experience on the building side. Everybody think, oh, yeah, the survey come here. She put a few points. It's okay. They, they think often it's not so important. They will do it quick. It's uh, but at the end of the thing, if you make one stupid mistake, mm-hmm. it can be a really big mistake for. The whole project so you have a really big responsibility and the feeling i have is that sometimes people don't realize this but you always have to be uh with your mind know really good what you're doing yeah. even if sometimes bad day or it's always really important to you you know what you're doing i think this is at the end of the project this is the most yeah, difficult part is not really the good word, but this is something you have to be. Uh, yeah, my English is not really yeah, good. No, no, I know. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a real challenge, and it's something you always have to be on top of and be aware of. Every you're day, on. yeah, every hour you're yeah. there. This is and that. I think this is the heaviest part. Yeah, that if you have one bad day or you have 
private problems or whatever, you still need to be really focused. And, and this is something, yeah, sometimes I say, but, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's totally understandable because, yeah, you know, no matter what what you're doing and no matter whether it's construction or boundary or something it's else everywhere. yeah it's everywhere that's right so do you get to see many other female surveyors over there in belgium no <laughs> no i never see yeah i study and in my study i finish um i get my diploma together with uh, three other women surveying huh? but went some other direction yeah so, but on the, on the buildings, I, I never uh, see one female. Uh, yeah. Uh, I tell you also, uh, the, the project before this, I was the only woman on the site. Mm-hmm. And the project where I'm now, it's because it's also one high tower, we are with two women. So it's really still quite low. Yeah, yeah, and this is something I want to change. If I want to help change because I start also, yeah, my Instagram, hey, you know, but this to try to it's it's really difficult because if you don't like the job or in the construction so you cannot push a woman to go there eh? because but i want to let people see and i think most of us want to do this mm. is to let you're able to do also work in in building side between all these men so this is also why i started it because i don't do this so long but i feel it's important for us all of us to let other women see yeah this is possible if you want this is possible yeah definitely and so that kind of plays into my next question i had for you about do you think you play a role or have an impact in relation to equality within our industry which you've basically yeah, i don't know if i have an impact but i i try a little bit yeah, yeah. I, I try to let let people see mm. and i hope one day somebody see this or see my instagram for example and think, oh, yes, I also want to do it. And then I'm happy. If, if, even if it's only one person, then I think I reach what I want to reach. You know what? I don't because, yeah, it's, yeah. it's sometimes difficult to, to interact also with people. But mm. it, I, I want to let people see it's possible. This is my main... Uh, yeah. My main yeah, me too. And I think that's where if you can touch one person, it's one more person in the industry. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah Exactly. <laughs> So what would you say if you had if you could say something to younger generations who either have no idea about surveying or who think that they may want a career in surveying or the spatial industry what what would you say to them I think if you have the idea maybe it's something for me maybe not um you have to try yeah because it's okay it's work most of the time between all men but this is something you don't have to fear of. Uh, sometimes it's really difficult. See this, I have to be honest. If yeah. you're alone as a young woman, especially when you're young, you have not so much experience. You always have men who think, oh, what is she coming to do here? What is she going to say here? But it makes you only stronger. So I think you just have to try. You just have to go for it. Maybe you look somebody in your neighborhood who do surveying, who can teach you a little bit in the beginning, who can try to help you. But you just have to believe always in yourself. And nobody is perfect. Something I learned because in the beginning, when some some men say to me, "Oh, this is uh, everybody make mistakes," this is one thing. Nobody's perfect. But just you just have to believe in yourself and go for it. And if this is your dream, you have to, yeah, try and yeah, just never give up. This yeah. is. <laughs> 
Um, so we're here because of International Women's Day. So yeah. what does that day mean to you? Um, yeah, for me, it's just important that the, how you say this, that women can, can do the same as men. For me, it's, yeah, sometimes I don't understand why people think it's not like that. Yeah. For me, in my head, it's already set out, woman or man, it's the same. If you like what you're doing and you, you know what you're talking about, man or woman, it's, I don't see the difference. You understand? Yes, totally. Yep. Everybody is able to do anything as long as you're interested in it and as long as you want to go for it. So this is, but I think it's, it's really important that we let uh, see um, that we are there. You understand? That we are there, woman in a man's world, if you can say it like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it has to change a little bit more. There are already a lot of women, but not enough. No, so. that's right. There, there's there's <laughs> some. Well, maybe less where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it's yeah, maybe just on the sides where I am. It's not so many. Uh, mm. Not so many women. Yeah. All right. Well, happy <laughs> International Women's Day, and thank you so yeah, much you for too. sharing your story with us today. You're welcome. Thank you very much. It's you too. It's been a pleasure uh, talking with you. Yes, it's the same. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Would you introduce yourself to everyone and uh, tell them where you're from? Yeah, so uh, my name is Sarah Mudgway and uh, I'm from Sydney and I'm currently studying the Diploma of Surveying at Altamote. Mm, interesting. So part of the VET course, you've done Cert 3 and Cert 4 already. Um, and you haven't, uh, is that full time? Yeah, so I actually started the Cert 3 um, mid-2019 at Riverina TAFE, but then I decided to move to Ultimo TAFE because I was keen on uh, going to full time and getting a bit more practical experience. Ah, yeah, more hands-on uh, yeah. every day. Yeah. So is that um, three days a week, is that right? Yeah, it's three days a week. Yeah. Um, what got you into, well, what made you think of doing surveying? Um, well, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I grew up. I was, had, you know, lots of broad interests. And so I went to a careers expo mm -hmm. um, and we, uh, I went to a talk about surveying and it sounded really interesting. And then I went and talked to, I went to the, the booth and talked to, um, a young female surveyor and her boss and she was really really positive and I was keen and there was an opportunity to uh, start a course at Riverina Tape so I just tried it out and I'm really enjoying it. Oh fantastic. Um, so when you were at school so basically um, did you uh, do year 12 and then try and work out what you were doing or was that you sort of year 12 and you kind of had an idea of what you were going to do? Um, so not quite. I was not good. I was a homeschool student. So mm. I um, went up to year 10 and got my certificate and then uh, went in and discovered the careers expo and surveying. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's even that's even more interesting because, you know, you might maybe 
see a little bit through the schools and everything but um yeah being homeschooled would probably be a little bit a little bit more difficult um yeah I I really didn't know about it like I'd seen surveyors on the street but I didn't know what they did um, <laughs> I really paid a lot of attention <laughs> but then I, I heard about it and yeah oh that's awesome that's that's really exciting it's so good to hear that um you know going to those careers careers expos and stuff and and having the younger surveyors there um yeah yeah making you making you know younger people realize that you there are these opportunities out there that you never would have ever thought of so yeah definitely mm. um so you haven't had a chance to do any work with any surveyors yet no not yet it's something that I'm thinking about now but yeah I haven't yet I've been just full-time studying at the yeah moment. yeah I mean it's pretty full-on I must say that uh as a a past TAFE teacher that uh having that part-time job with a company really does help you with your study. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when, you're at, when you're doing all of your field work or, or even any of the study that you're doing at the moment, um, what, what do you like most about what you've learnt so far? Oh, that's tricky. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I really enjoy the field work. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a really good way to kind of cement all the theory learning, like learning in the classroom is really useful, mm. but it's, it's really important to get out there and practice what you're doing because then it just kind of makes a bit more sense yep. um, when you're out in the field. And so I've really enjoyed um, my field days. And also because we're online at the moment, you, we don't get as much opportunity to be face-to-face. -face, and I find that reconnecting with the other teachers and the students while out in the field is also pretty useful um, yeah well, it must have so, been pretty difficult uh last year um, yeah yeah there was a bit of uncertainty and change but you know we managed to find a way through it yeah um, that's awesome hmm. um so have you besides that other uh besides that young female surveyor at the careers expo have you met any other female surveyors or is there any other girls doing the course with you? Um, so I am the only woman in the course, mm -hmm. as far as I know. It was about the same. But I think there was one other girl at the very beginning, but apart from that, it's just been me. Yeah. Um, but I do have one female teacher, Sarah, which yeah. um, it's a bit ironic that we're both called Sarah. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I'm really pleased that I've got one female teacher. Um, and, yeah, she's very supportive. Yeah. apart from that no not really yeah do you find it difficult um just being in a classroom full of boys look it's it's not too bad they um I don't know they they, they treat me pretty well they're not quite like they you know they're mates but yeah. um we, we work well together and I think it would be nice or it would be quite nice to have other women in there but mm -hmm. um it's it's fine and they're the nice guys so yeah yeah so they 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 don't think that this is something that you shouldn't be doing no not really um I haven't really got any kind of discrimination apart from like oh do you want me to carry the the legs or something yeah <laughs> that's no. about it so yeah yeah the, that's pretty nice then yeah it's it's good I think. Mm. yeah so what would you say to um anybody else who is thinking about uh, doing study for surveying 
or, or you know to to come into a career in surveying I know that you you know haven't even quite finished your your studies yet but yeah it, what would you say to them to encourage them to take oh uh, I, I think just try it out um see if you like it if I mean I don't have a lot of experience I, I guess you could try and get a job first but I mean you can do six months of it in the cert three and see if you like it and have a go and if you like it keep on going if you don't move somewhere else I guess yes. so yeah you never know unless you try yeah yeah just yeah that's exactly true <laughs> uh, we're here for International Women's Day mm -hmm. what does that mean to you um not really sure to be completely honest I haven't paid a massive amount of attention to it but I appreciate appreciate the fact that there is a women's day and I also really appreciate the fact that there are um this is not quite as relevant but there's initiatives within surveying to get women into the industry because mm. um it it it's just kind of the industry saying you're welcome and I appreciate that because it is, you know, previously been a bit of a, the guy's job and it's it was really nice to see that um, women at the Careers Expo and it really helped me to think, okay, well, I can do this. And yeah. 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 Well, you definitely can as long as you put your, you know, your mind to it. It's something that you enjoy doing. As, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been in it for 26 years and there's been plenty of others that I know that, yeah, have had wonderful careers in surveying, so... That's excellent. It's uh, definitely something that, yes, you can do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today, Sarah, and happy International Women's Day to you. Thank you. Happy International Day, Women's Day to you as well. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thanks for joining me today. Howdy. <laughs> so introduce yourself. Tell everybody where you're from. Uh, so my name is Megan Granger. I'm from Adelaide. South Australia. Nice. It's the first yep. person I've spoken to in South Australia. So. Not really. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So where do you work, Megan? Um, so I work in the northern suburbs of Adelaide for Foresight Surveys. Mm -hmm. um, and we basically cater for kind of northern suburbs and most of Adelaide as well. Um, and then anywhere our clients want us to work as well. We have travelled a bit. Yeah, wonderful. So is that a, um, a big company or a smaller company? Uh, just a really small company. So it's only really my boss and I that actually work for the company. So there's ah, just the two of us. Yep. Okay. Brilliant. So what is your position in the company? Uh, I'm a graduate surveyor. So I graduated in June last year. Okay, um, but I've been working part-time for two years for the same company and then have been taken on full-time as well. Nice. That's great that uh, they've taken you on after uni. Yeah, very exciting. I was so pleased with it. <laughs> um, and so they kind of helped supported you through your, through your university when you were doing that? Yeah, definitely. My boss was really, really good with all of that. Like he worked all around my subjects and just whenever I was available, he basically put me to work. Wow, fantastic. It's nice to have that support uh, when you're trying to establish yourself, isn't it? And yeah, definitely. It honestly made the biggest difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so just the both of you would keep you pretty busy then. Yeah. Mm. Where did you do your university uh, qualifications at? Uh, so I studied at the University of South Australia. Um, I did a Bachelor of Geospatial Science, actually. Okay. Um, and then have gone into surveying from that. Yeah. So you're looking at getting registered, licensed, whatever it is down there? In um, maybe later on down the track. I just want to work for a couple of years and just see see how it all goes and stuff and then maybe look into that a bit later. Yeah. Because so, it's always something I can go back to yep. Yep. as Fair well. Enough. Um, what attracted you to the industry? Uh, so I originally wanted to be an engineer. Okay. Um, and then in my uh, year 10, we actually did like a field trip because I'm from the Air Peninsula originally, which is about six hours out of Adelaide. Oh, wow. Um, so we did a field trip um, as a careers trip. And I actually spoke to a surveyor at an expo that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a female surveyor that actually worked on pipelines in the Northern Territory. And just the way she explained it and what she did for her job, I was just like, wow, like that's definitely something I think I could do. Yeah. So did that sort of change your thoughts in year 11 and 12 to I'm going to do surveying or you still had that engineering thought at the same time? No, so I was like 100% I'm going to go surveying. So because I always had like a general idea going through school what I wanted to be um, and that like I kind of need that drive to keep learning and studying for it. So I picked with it and ran with it and, and here did you pretty are. well out of it. So. <laughs> nice. So um, you said your main, your main sort of stuff is um, doing more of the cadastral sort of work. Was that right? Oh, no, we do construction, so a lot of road developments. Yeah, yeah road I development think. and kind of parklands and playgrounds and oh, wow. um, a lot of set out for just different bits and pieces of construction. Mm, okay, sorry, I got that one wrong. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, do, you find it, do you find it hard just having the two of you in the company? Um, I don't mind it actually, because it's quite, it means it is quite flexible as as well. And we're able to kind of work with a lot of different people. Mm. Um, and I find it better like learning wise as well, because there's always a lot of variety in what we do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, your boss has had his company for a while. Uh, five years now, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, so he came out of the mines and started up his own company. So basically to fill in the gaps of what other surveying companies weren't catering for in Adelaide. Um, so we also do like machine control modeling for graders, excavators, um, mm. stuff like that as well. Yeah. So he's all over the technology sort of side of it. Yeah. <laughs> sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, what would be the most challenging part of your job? I tend to work a lot by myself, mm-hmm. um, which is both good and bad in some aspects, but I think that would be the most challenging thing um, is just kind of working alone most of the time because it can be quite isolating. Yeah, yeah. It would be hard too if you um, had a problem and you wanted to bounce it off somebody and try to... Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of phone calls. <laughs> a lot of phone calls go back and forth yeah I could imagine um what what do you like most about uh working in the industry 
I, I like the travel that I get to do and just going to a different job site each day. And cause I get to spend a lot of my time outside as well. Mm. Um, that's kind of where I'm most comfortable and most productive. So, yeah. Okay. Do you do um, much of the plans or, you know, pre-calc stuff in the office or your boss does most of that or? No, my boss actually, so most of the jobs that I go to, my boss actually makes an effort to make me do all of that because he said it gives you like a more well-rounded understanding of what you're doing. So I get to see the before, the do my, all the during and then have started working on the processing as well. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's good. Um, which is good. Yeah, gives you uh yeah it definitely gives you um the whole big picture of uh start to finish doesn't it yeah mm. yeah and it helps piece a lot like some of the problems that i had when i first started doing the whole process from start to finish mm. um i was able to kind of understand and work through my own issues because i understood the process of why i did either what i did or what someone else did yeah yeah oh that's good um do you think that moving forward uh, within the industry that you play a role or would have an impact in relation to equality uh, within our industry? I think I do just being a female surveyor, like the number of times I've rocked up either to site or had members of the public approach me and be like, oh, like it's so wonderful to see a female surveyor. Like oh, I'm going to go tell my girls um that they should go do surveying and I'm always like yeah like it's such a good idea yeah um because like I've apart from the lady that I spoke to when I first became interested I've yet to meet another female surveyor in person oh really so, yeah wow so well South Australia is pretty that like, construction industry wise is pretty small yeah um and surveying in itself is even smaller so did you have any other females in the course when you were doing it? Um, there were two others in my course, um, but they wanted to do more of the GIS side mm. um, because it wasn't just a dedicated surveying course. So I was the only one yeah. looking at surveying. Wow. It's a lonely world sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not that bad. <laughs> um. What, uh, if you could say anything to younger generations um, who either have no idea or who may be thinking of a career within the surveying spatial industry, what would it be? What would you say to them that would you think would grub them? Mm, maybe don't be scared of what other people say it is because there is a lot of stigma surrounding, especially like the kind of surveying I do with the, in the construction industry, there's a lot of like negative stigma around that. Um, and most of the time it's just not true. Like it's, it's a great job to be involved in. Like it's hands-on, you get both the office and the field work as well. Um, so if you like being outdoors and problem solving, then it's definitely something to be interested in. Mm. I think, um, you know, from what I've, you know, spoken to, to other other people whether you know whether it's male or female is that being outdoors and uh, going to different places and interacting with different people um I think you know if you like doing that sort of stuff then it's definitely yeah a job for you isn't it yeah 100 yeah. percent. Mm -hmm. so we're doing this for uh international women's day 
what yep. what does the day mean to you uh, i think it's mostly just about recognition mm-hmm. um and recognizing women in industries that are quite male dominant mm. um because i think it's quite important to essentially have a female influence on a lot of things um because we generally approach things from just a different point of view mm-hmm. yeah so. I, I agree with that um you you get that that different side of something can come up with different ways of doing it or yeah some people just have that um or this is how i've done it and this is how it needs to be done and yeah, yeah. they've always done it this way this yeah. is how it works it's like, yeah but you could also try this way like yeah. just a different perspective <laughs> Um, do you regret your decision to become a surveyor? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not even in the slightest. Like I, like I've wanted to be a surveyor for quite some time now. So that was like what I walked to work, work towards, mm-hmm. and why I went to uni, and essentially what got me through uni. So yeah, I'm quite proud to be where I am. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, one more question. So this year, um, International Women's Day is about leadership. Do you have any aspirations down the track to move into any kind of leadership management type of positions? Or do you think that you will stay as, you know, the surveyor on the ground, just doing the job? I'd like to think that at some point I would kind of make it a bit further. Um, But I think just because like I've only really just started my career and I feel quite still quite unsure about like the things that I do and how I approach things, Mm. um, it'll probably take me some time to get up there. Yeah. But hopefully make it. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. (laughs) Yeah. Well, happy International Women's Day and thank you so much for sharing your story with me today, Megan. Thank you. That's my pleasure. Hi, Jodie. Thanks for joining me today on Defining Boundaries. That's okay. Thanks for having me. So could you just introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're from? Um, my name's Jodie. I'm a survey technician. Um, I work in the live in the Shell Harbour area and work for Land Team Australia in the Barilla branch. Lovely. Um, you weren't always from New South Wales, were you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry, I've got uh, the place wrong. So where's Flinders then? Flinders is in Shell Harbour. Oh, is it? Yep. <laughs> Jeez, shows you how much I know. There is a Flinders. There is a Flinders in Victoria. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yep. That's what I was thinking. So, oh well. Oh well. So you haven't you haven't steered far from home then? <laughs> no, I still have the same postcode as the house that I grew up in. <laughs> Um, so work for Land Team. Um, yep. They're a small to medium sort of size company. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, there's just under fifty employees. Yeah. Okay. Um, some great people that work there too. You've got a, a really good company that you're working for. They. Really it is a very good company. Yeah. 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 Been there twenty two years this year. So when it originally started as Goodman's is when I started. Okay. And um, it become Land Team in 2008. So mm-hmm. that was a merging of three companies into one. So, yeah. 
been there a while. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It shows, uh, tells a lot about the people that are running the show, huh? Yeah, we've got a few there that are coming up to 20 odd years, so yeah. I saw that on a post and I thought, wow, that's a pretty good achievement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you do at Land Team? So I'm a qualified survey technician. Um, I did um, do quite a bit of drafting there for a few years. Um, I don't go out in the field anymore, unfortunately. I would like to, but um, I do more of the QA type stuff, um, the calcs before it goes out in the field, getting the upload files ready, field notes, bits and pieces, making sure so building plans and things like that add up and work once we put them onto the lot. Yeah, yeah. Still a very important job, isn't it? Mm. Mm. It sure is. <laughs> um, so did you do your qualification at TAFE in Wollongong or Yes, I did. Well I started at TAFE um started at Wollongong. Um it was a um full time course um for the first year and then um the second year they didn't have quite enough to run it as a full time um course. So I didn't have any work. Um, with the surveying firm at that stage. So I decided to go and finish off up in Sydney. Okay. Um, yeah, with, where they had actually had two full classes and we didn't even have one full class at Wollongong. Yeah. So I found it, um, it was different, <laughs> that was for sure. I went from being, um, so there was two girls, two girls in the class of eight or nine at Wollongong yep. and then the only female out of two full classes up in Sydney. Yeah, wow. So there was two females when I did mine in 94, yeah. 95. There was me and one other girl out for yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The ratio is still probably you're lucky to get, you know, between two and four each yeah. as well and sometimes none. So we need to get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Um, what do you like most about working in the industry? Um, well, if you would have asked me that probably 20 years ago, I would have said working outside. Yeah. Um, but I also like the maths and the challenges, um, you know, particularly like calculating the setouts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. That's what I like about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's all right. Um, well, how did you get into the industry? Um, I, I can't remember if I was year 11 or 12, yep. um, but they had a girls in engineering summer school at um, the University of Wollongong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went along and tried that out and there was, um, they had surveying there. So I, they did a bit of trigonometry and set up a set of legs and bits and pieces and yeah, that's how I found out about it. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, yeah, you don't, going through school, you don't hear a lot about it. So no, no. I suppose with the STEM, like the STEM um, programs and things like that now, it's probably a little bit more yeah. um, known than what it was back when I was in high school. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I knew nothing about it. Um, mm. you know, the first thing I sort of knew about it, I was at university doing um, nursing and my cousin was at university doing surveying. And I yep. was like, oh. Didn't They're two completely different occupations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> and as a lot of stories go, I just happen to fall into it. <laughs> yep. yep. 
<laughs> what would be the most challenging part of the job? Being female and proving yourself. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's changed over the years or do you think there's still that stigma? Um, well, see, I've been for the same, with the same company for over 20 years, so... I can't really sort of talk too much about it, I guess. Um, I know when I first started surveying that I did try um, and get a couple of jobs along the way, um, but nobody would employ me. Oh, um, that's my story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so out of TAFE, um, I did have a little bit of part-time work. Um, one of my Year 12 teachers, he actually set me up with a bit of part-time work and a bit of ex uh, work experience mm. um, while I was going through surveying. So that was all right. Um, I worked there from, oh, might have been maybe 12 months or so yeah. I worked there before I got the job with Land Team where I am now, well, yeah. formerly Goodman's, used to be Goodman's, Goodman's but yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, how do you think we can play a role or have an impact on equality within our industry with young people moving forward? Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I mean, I think you're lucky because you are in a really, really great supportive environment. So it's yes, not something that you have so. to think about a lot. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're having a little, there's a little head popping up in the back of the... Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, life with kids. <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, trying to make, yeah, it's hard. I mean, really you need to get into the high schools, I think. That's yeah. where it needs to start. Um, promoting it as not just being outdoors, which I think early on, that was the issue was where we were making it more. It's all outdoors. It's all outdoors. But you need to have that maths behind you as well, mm. which I think that promoting the maths part of it sort of lacked a little bit where people thought, yeah, we just go and spend all day out in the sun. There's there's no no sort of background work to do with it or anything like that. Because yeah. um, I did teach at TAFE for a little while myself as well, um, and I found some of the students sort of didn't have that maths background and sort of struggled a little bit with that side of the things. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yeah, trying to get into the high schools um, and sort of putting it out there as, um, you know, you, you need your maths, you need to lack maths um, and, and the outdoors. I mean, while I, I do have an office um, position, um, I don't think there's too many surveyors that do just completely work in the office full time. Mm. I think, you know, they still do get out a bit and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think to get out in the high schools, that would be the best way to do it, where to start. Yeah. Good point to start. Yeah, definitely. If you could say anything to the younger generations who um, know nothing about saying uh, about surveying and spatial or are thinking about a career within it, what would you say them to get them over the line to encourage them to actually? Um, well, firstly, like I said in the last one, firstly, I think we need to be telling them that um, 
you need to sort of have, well, you don't need to do, you know, really high maths. You need to have some sort of grasp of maths. An understanding. First, an understanding of your maths. Yeah. Um, Like the outdoors as well. Um, But in saying that too, you know, there is that office component and computers. um, The technology has come a long way. It's massive. It's, yeah, it's it just needs to be promoted right I think and then once we can sort of say yeah you need the maths like the outdoors and things like that then you can sort of get a grasp of where they are and then sort of push it a little bit more I guess Mm. yeah it's um it's difficult when you when you have these people that they they don't even know what surveying is so Mm -hmm. um trying to explain to them you know what you do for a job and what it involves and you know they they just can't see it which makes no. it really hard to especially when you've been in an industry for so long and you you mm-hmm. love what you do and the versatility of it and all that sort of stuff is uh yeah I think it's a really difficult one to to get across for sure yeah I think another part of it too is um letting this the high school students know that there are certain pathways you don't you don't have to go to university you can go to TAFE you can do it by correspondence you can do it face to face um I think that's another um you know people particularly don't know you know that you can go to TAFE and do this you don't have to go to university you know people might not get the marks you know they do their HSC and they might not get the marks to um, get the entry into the university course Mm. You know, there's other pathways. It's not just university, there's TAFE as well. Yep, agree. Um, you know, well, that's what we both did, wasn't it? So <laughs> yeah, we both had, had great long careers as well. So, and yeah, yeah. we're here, so there must be something, something. <laughs> yeah. So we're here for International Women's Day. What does, yep. what does the day mean to you? Um, I've never really celebrated it as such. Um, I mean, having two sons, I kind of feel like, um, if I was to promote, you know, just females, that, um, it'd be a little bit sort of sexist, Mm -hmm. lack of a better word. Um, while, while we do great things, um, you know, the guys do great things too. Um, it's just that perhaps because we're a minority, particularly in, you know, the industry we're in, we're not noticed as much, I think, just because we're that minority. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's okay. I think when it comes to, because I've got three boys as well, and I, and yeah. to me I think it's a bit about, um, you know, celebrating how far we've come but also um, allowing the boys to understand the struggles that we have been through um, yeah. and so that they can they can grow up uh, with a different attitude and I, and I think with us working in the industry we do I think they you know mm-hmm. well, I know my boys you know have a completely different uh, outlook you know as to what a girl can do but you know there's still yeah I think there's still a lot of teenagers out there who go on oh, that's a man's job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I have no, heard, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And I've heard girls say, oh, but isn't that for guys? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. No, they make high-vis wearing female um, 
styles now. <laughs> they do, don't they? It's so good to yeah. see as well that, uh, yeah, we don't have to wear all the men's stuff anymore. <laughs> Try and fit into the men's style pants with a set of hips, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and happy International Women's Day to you, Jody. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me. Hi Amanda, welcome to Defining Boundaries. Thank you for joining me today. Hi and thank you for inviting me. I'm really honoured to be asked to speak to you today. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Could you um, introduce yourself to everyone and just tell them where you're from, a little bit about yourself? Um, so my name is Amanda Curry and I graduated from a degree in engineering specifically surveying and spatial information systems in 2015. Mm -hmm. um, and I entered the workforce um, upon a scholarship with the Roads and Maritime Services um, as a graduate with them. And I immediately commenced um, trying to get registered. So I started my registration exams in 2015 as well. Oh, wow. Um, since then, I've moved jobs about three times. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been quite a rollercoaster ride for me. I've been married, I've had a child and I'm pregnant again. Um, Gosh, I'm finally registered. So I'm registered oh. to my SDG. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank that's you. A real achievement in such a small amount of time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it feels like forever. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> so, um, SGD, they're Sydney-based company. Yep, so SGD is based in Borkham Hills and it's a private firm, whereas I've worked with um, RMS. As a, I've been an undergrad. Well, while I was an undergraduate at university, I was doing summer placement with them for four years. Okay. And then I started formally working with them full-time for one year. And then I moved into the private sector, which has been a totally different experience to the public sector. Uh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so what's your position at SG? S G S D G S G S D G. Um, <laughs> You'll get it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it gets everyone. <laughs> um, so I was a graduate. Um, so I've been here for about three years, not including one year of maternity leave. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm now a registered surveyor with them. Okay, so uh, besides being pregnant, were you going out in the field much um, since your registration or uh, it's mainly more office-based now? Um, so no, I, I personally believe, as well as what you would hear from a lot of other registered surveyors, as soon as you qualified as a registered surveyor and I'm pretty sure it would be the same story with any other um, position of a grade responsibility um, <laughs> you start to learn a lot more because not that you didn't before but you start to take things a lot more seriously you're putting your signature on the plans mm. um, the learning curve steepens and we do still get put out in the field in order to um, do the work that we're signing off on initially um, but of course later on in management positions um, you are expected to sign off on work that others do and to be able to check that and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Being pregnant on site is a challenge in itself uh, especially yeah. on court days. 
Yeah, most definitely. Been there, done that. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I worked up until pretty much nine months, a few less than a week yeah. before I gave birth. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, did you do your university here at UNSW? UNSW. Yeah. Okay. What attracted you to the industry? Um, so as a high school student, I, I based my interests on what subjects I liked. So I was really obsessed with physics and extension to maths. So I knew for sure I wanted to do engineering. Yep. Um, what type of engineering? I had no idea at the time. Um, then I applied for a scholarship in something called surveying. <laughs> <laughs> And that was like my first introduction to surveying. And the interview was with Mark Gordon and Bruce Harvey, the lecturer at university. Yeah. And they were really great. They really sold the profession to me. <laughs> um, and after that, I got the scholarship. So I started the degree in it. Fantastic. And I've never looked back since. <laughs> that is so great to hear. Um, what do you like most about working in the industry? Um, I love, compared to a lot of my friends, I love the fact that I work outdoors yep. as well as in the office. So I'm not stuck going and sitting on the same chair every day. Every day is different. Whether I know that it's going to be different or not, I get a new job, at least two or three new jobs a day. So I could be in the middle of the CBD doing a lease plan in an office building one day and then the next day I'll be in, out in, <laughs> I don't know, Penrith yes. on a farm doing a detail survey. <laughs> so it's really, really dynamic and engaging. I love it. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. What would be the most challenging part of your job? Right now, I would say... Being a mother, a wife, and just generally a female right now mm -hmm. is what's becoming challenging for me. So being, for example, pregnant on site, and I'm talking Western Sydney construction industry, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I've been receiving, you know, so I've been experiencing certain incidences of discrimination or gender bias. Um, that sort of that sort of stuff has been really demotivating for me. That's yeah. been the biggest challenge. Yeah, that's a shame. That's trying to get rid of. Yeah. So, um, I believe the industry itself, the surveying industry, um, has come a long way from being a male-dominated industry. And really, to be honest, since day one, I feel like I've been supported like no tomorrow, like the, the number of opportunities that have been thrown my way yeah. Um, yeah. have been copious. Like, but in terms of being on site where like you're around tradies and not necessarily people who have the same background as you or education or whatnot, um, that's a totally different experience in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you play a role, um, do you think that you play a role or have an impact in relation to 
equality within our industry um, now being where you are being a registered surveyor um, you're still quite young uh, within the industry um, I did notice that you just just have just come off a um, a meeting with Narelle and Vanessa and 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 Mary Ellen and all that sort of stuff as well for um, International Women's Day sort of for Triple SI. Yeah. Um, so to be a part of that, I see, um, I see that as being really special as well. So how do you see yourself um, being in that kind of position? <laughs> I don't know how I got invited to that. <laughs> But um, to be honest, two weeks ago, um, I I got a new we got a new um, employee here at where I work, and she's a nineteen year old girl. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had a girl work underneath me, um, and it really has opened my eyes to just what sort of influence I can have on newcomers, especially young girls. She had a ton of questions, a ton of doubts, a ton of, um, you know, false assumptions about the workload, uh, about the, the work we do. Um, and just to be able to be that instant role model for her means a lot to me. Wow. And I hope I can do the same to other, other girls. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, part of what I'm trying to do here is to um, get get the word out to young the younger generation um so you know what female male doesn't really matter um what would you say to them um to try and encourage them into our industry you know some of them have no idea what surveying is or surveying and spatial some have an idea but kind of going oh, i don't know if that's what i want to do what would you say to them to get them over the line to try it Wow, this is like an elevator pitch. <laughs> um, so I've actually had to do this quite a number of times as an ambassador at university. Oh. We had to talk to high school students and stuff. So the first thing I would I ask them is from your experience, um, let's say in high school or your experience, your interest in subjects, I think everything should stem from what you know now. So what they would know now is what do they enjoy learning about? So for me, it was physics and maths. If you enjoy physics, maths, or geography, or, you know, being outdoors in itself, like um, just like to start with um, surveying and geospatial has so many different career paths. It's not like, um, you know, some other sort of careers where you know exactly what you're going to do as a doctor or you know exactly what you're going to do as a lawyer. I don't know, in surveying, I, I started off in surveying in the traditional sense as a, you know, being on site, being in the construction. Um, but lately I've been seeing so many open doors. There's yeah. so many different types of surveying. There's so many different types of geospatial engineering. Um and it's really exciting. Like I'm trying to, you know, try to trying to plan out my next few years of my career, and I can see a PhD in there. 
um, in you know geospatial, yeah. uh, which is I think it's dynamic. It's and like I said before, every day is different. Yeah. So yeah, if you if all those things tick the boxes, it's your you're a good fit. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, so we we are here today for International Women's Day. Uh, what does the day mean to you? International Women's Day. I don't think that the, some people say that um, it shouldn't be about being a female or it shouldn't be that important sort of thing to emphasize our gender. But based on what I've seen, um, marketing and marketing for women and really promoting or putting faces out there to like just examples of females who have made um, the pathway to senior management positions, who are setting big career goals. Um, just having those um, examples and and um, names is just motivating. I mean, it's really important. Well, that's. Uh... It's really, it's really nice to hear everybody's uh, opinions on on what the day means, what it means to them. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your story. And happy International Women's Day to you, Amanda. Thank you, and to you too. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me today for International Women's Day, a special podcast from women all over the globe. Stay tuned in a fortnight for another episode of Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox.